Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. And welcome to another exciting episode of the Just Seen Podcast. And today, as you're seeing from the title, we're going to be talking about posture. Um, today, I'm going to be in my science bag. I'm going to be in my anatomy and physiology bag. But I'm also going to be in my esoteric and spirituality bag, as always. Because I'm going to bring all of these points together in a certain way. So, the reason why this episode is even a thing is because... Um, Y'all know me. I'm big on building myself from the inside out as opposed from the outside in. I told stories. I think I told a story as to why. If not, you're going to get an episode sometime down the line, if not. Um, But yeah, in just the way my life played out uh, for the first like 25, 26 years of my life, I had been building myself according to like societal standards and shit and all of that. So when you're in that space, you don't go from the inside out. You go from the outside in, right? So you end up doing shit like you end up doing shit like developing yourself in such a way that it's just an aesthetic appeal. You feel me? I mean this in the most modesty when I say it, but it was a real fact. I was that dude. I was that nigga. I was the man at the time when I was the man, but it was all a shell. It was, you know, the outside of who I was, you feel me? And I'm using that as an example because, yeah, I worked out, you know what I'm saying? I stayed in shape, but I ain't gonna hold you. I only worked out, I didn't skip leg day. Don't get me wrong. I didn't skip leg day, but I only worked the front side of my body, right? I only worked the front side of my body. And so I had abs, you know what I'm saying? My, my chest stuck out, but I ain't work my back like that. You know what I'm saying? I did squats and leg curls and shit, but it wasn't like to no heavy extent. For me, my main focus was always just to make sure, you know, I had abs. And fast forward to today, not exactly today, but today's times and shit. And and now, well, rewind back to that time. So at that time, working out, that's my only focus. You know what I'm saying? Make sure my physical looks good. And it's only the physical that people face and not the entire being. So it was just, you know, my abs was on point, you know, taking pictures with shirt off and shit, had the abs. You could walk like that's that's what I wanted, just that aesthetic appeal. But as I developed and I got older, which is where we're coming into this episode today, I started to understand the body a little bit differently. And so in building from the inside out, you know, building going starting, you know, bare bones, like starting with my spirituality, making sure I was in tune spiritually first, building that, making it have a solid foundation, then going into my mental, making sure I'm learning, I'm studying, I'm learning how to actually use my mind fully, then going into, you know, now the physical side. Well, there was an intermediary phase between the physical and the mental when I became an entrepreneur. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like that was more for the financial side and things of that nature. But now I'm at the space where I can actually focus on my physical body, you know. Now, granted, eating a certain way, that's one thing. But I mean, the totality of my physical body. And that's what we're coming into this episode on posture. And so knowing anatomy and physiology the way that I do, preparing my workout plan now is different than it was when I was younger. Because, again, for younger, it was, you know, what do they tell me? The muscles that got to work, you know, got to work your your pecs, you got to work your deltoids, you got to work your quads, you got to work your lats, you feel me? They have a certain, they have a certain system of which, you know, muscles, you know, you, you're going to work the most or you're going to work the best or whatever to get you what you need. But in learning that there's, in learning the actual anatomy and physiology of it all, it's like 
preparing my schedules then was just my, my workout plans. Then I had no intention of what I was using, what I was actually creating a workout for. It was more so, you know what I'm saying? I got to get this shit done. You need 30 minutes a day. Let me make sure I do my four by fours. Let me have a workout that covers this, that, and the third, boom, boom, boom. That was all, you know, illusory shit in a way. And I didn't know what it was actually doing to my body following a system already in place for a workout plan until I learned the anatomy and physiology. Once I learned the anatomy and physiology, I learned the importance of posture. And now in today's time, the reason why I'm cutting like this, cause I got to cut it so I can keep the intro short. Cause I'm, I see myself going into the episode, but now I see in today's time, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit different. So I had to take the posture and take the anatomy and actually learn what it is that they're doing. So in building myself, in this way, crafting my workout plans going forward and actually getting into momentum, it brought about an episode because there's a lot of layers to why we don't build from the right way and, you know, how fucked up our posture is and the detriment that fucked up posture can give you. But before we dive heavy into that, be sure to follow me on Instagram, underscore, just underscore, scene, underscore. Be sure to check out my website, IamJustSeen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all those who tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you are greatly appreciated. To all those who would like to tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Not this episode, but the podcast itself. Not this episode, but not this description. Not the, All right, not this episode, but description of the podcast itself. I'm bad. Cash App and PayPal are just fine. Um, and you know the vibes. That's that for this and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and dive into posture. Um, what do I want to subtitle this shit? Um, posture, how to really build a body. And don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the Soul for L series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the markets for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So take a quick peek into my world to see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. And you will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And now we got the intro. I ain't got to hold back. I can go ahead and just let this shit flow down. So, you know, so in building, continue where I was at. So in building myself and like preparing my new workouts and like seeing out how I want to work out, it's like, yo, everything that I used to work out with before is what fucked my body up, right? So I'm going to take it back. Like there's a lot of things that, you know, I utilize as a whole to, you know, build my shit, right? So um, anatomy and physiology is the first point, but something that, you know, which ultimately prompts this episode is, you know, posture. When we think about posture, the only thing we think about, and I mean the only thing, is an erect spine and your shoulders back. That's it. When you ask a person what is good posture, they're going to, you know, head up, chest out, you know, back straight, right? But what does that really mean? And why is your posture only configured to the chest, the head, and the back? And what I mean by that is they say chest out, head up, back straight, and that is good posture. But is it really good posture? 
or is that good presentation of posture, right? Because now we have to understand what does posture mean, right? I didn't look up this definition. Yo, for the first time, I didn't look up the definition pre, uh, pre-episode. But um, let's, um, you know, we got to break down the etymology of the word posture. But, I mean, we pretty much know posture, composure, they similes. But, nah, I ain't, damn, my other phone on the charger. Fuck it. Forgive me, y'all. I didn't prepare this time because I didn't even know I was going to define posture because I thought I was just going to go into it. But, yeah, so... Um, So when we consider posture, right? Oh shit, damn. Hmm. All right, so the etymology of posture means position, situation, disposition of the several parts of anything with respect to one another or a particular purpose, right? Emphasis on that disposition of the several parts of anything with respect to one another or a particular purpose in the case of the human body posture is both the regards of um a particular purpose and in respect to one another right so when we consider posture is having an erect spine making sure your spine is straight so people walk around with their chest out and shit and try to figure out ways to do that but is that really good posture no that's good posture presentation because what posture actually represents, because now we're going to get into actual musculature and shit. What posture represents anatomically is the capacity, right? Because we got to use it from, we got to use it from the definition's perspective and um, the disposition of several parts of anything with respect to one another or a particular purpose. So our posture is how well, hear me well, how well our muscles all of them collaborate with each other. And I know it's, well, seeing how the fuck you get to that point? Because when you understand the posture, the fir- the focus of posture is what? An erect spinal cord, right? Now you have to know that there's a difference between a vertebral column and a spinal cord. Because the spinal cord is about where your nerves are. So the focus of posture is nerves, all right? We're going to start. This is, this is our foundational piece. This is where we begin it from. The focus of posture is nerves. It ain't our bones. It ain't our muscles. They make us focus on our bones, right? They say, you know, you know, you're, they make us focus on our bones in the sense of the vertebral column. Make sure your shit is straight. Your spine isn't supposed to be straight. I know. I know. Well, seeing now you tripping because I know it literally has two curves. It's supposed to have two curves. So now when they tell us that our spine is supposed to be straight, now we're trying to elongate and make a straight spine. And that's fucking us up in one regard. However, it's not that our spine is supposed to be straight. Our spine is supposed to be anatomically correct. And because a lot of times that level of into that level of information, they don't give it to the masses. When they give it to the masses, the masses take it however they're going to take it. So when they say uh, a good posture is, they say it's, no, it's it's when your spinal column is in its anatom and its correct anatomical position not when it's straight that changes your direct that changes your perspective of how things work because now in order to know what position that the that what anatomical position the spine is supposed to be in, you have to understand two systems that aren't really systems but they're systems the way you got to learn them the skeletal system and the muscular system right or the muscular skeletal system y'all probably learned about that in school i know i'm sure we did because we did it at some point but 
<laughs> the musculoskeletal, musculoskeletal system is when the muscle, muscle and the skeletal system combines. But we spend emphasis focusing on the muscles and the skeleton side. But we don't realize that the nervous system, none of this shit would have happened. The muscular system and the skeletal system would not matter without the nervous system. Now, the nervous system needs to be involved in that because the nervous system makes sure the muscles are able to keep the bones in the right space. So now we're going to take that next to another level. So anatomical correctness now means that our muscles are in their right anatomical position and doing the right anatomical functions and our bones are in proper alignment in order to guarantee that our nervous system has to be on point. Right? Take it in. Take it in because this rabbit hole is going to show exactly how they fucked us up and it's solely off of our posture. Because this is another point that got me because um, I, I just happened to be going back through old pictures of myself and you know, when I used to work out, when I did moments like that, when, and I would notice that my acne would always be bad when I wasn't working out, when my posture was bad, when my posture got good, my acne got good. I'm going to say why this is important because when I go down this rabbit hole, I'm telling y'all it's going to fuck y'all up. No, it's not going to fuck y'all up. Let me not use a negative connotation. It's going to enlighten y'all in a, in, in a plethora of ways. So I would notice that, um, that there were you know, certain things that were happening and I didn't quite understand what was happening because I didn't have the information. So dermatologists or whatever, and the skin, they're like, yo, your skin is bad. There's something wrong with your skin. So, you know, I'm using Neutrogenics. I'm using all these things and I'm washing and ain't shit happening. Right. So I'm learning and I'm starting to observe. It takes, now this is before med school, this is before learning anatomy and physiology, this is before learning the depths and shit that I know. I never knew about a thing called dermatomes, right? Dermatomes, D-E-R-M-A-T-O-M-E-S, dermatomes. Dermatomes are the skin's representation of their connection to the nervous system. Fucked me up because as I'm learning about this shit, there's a disease called herpes zoraster. I think it is herpes zoraster, some shit like that. But this particular disease is a nervous system disease. The whole time... As, and I'm learning about this in med school. I'm not learning about this on some YouTube shit or no shit. Like, no, no, no. This And this makes sense why it's like, I always wondered why the woke people, because a lot of times there's a lot of connections that the conscious people that didn't go to the formal education, there's a lot of bridges that they can't make because the jargon is a certain way. So it was like, yo, certain diseases are in your mind. I'm like, nigga, no, the fuck it's not. That is a real reality. But then it does make sense because certain diseases are in your mind in the context that they emanate from your nervous system. Your nervous system is functional according to your mind because the mind is the bridge between the body and the soul. Your soul is what invigorates your nervous system. So again, it all comes back together. That feeling that you, the person that you are on the inside, when people say, I'm not this meat suit, I'm not this shell, I'm like, I'm bigger than... You're your nervous system. You're the nerves that emanate that. You feel me? You invigorate the nerve. Your your soul is the embodiment of your soul is expressed in your nervous system. Your will is through your nerves. When they can control your mind, when they can control your nervous system, that's when they can control everything else. So I'm circling that back because as I'm studying and I'm learning about you know herpes or raster, and I'm like, yo, this shit shows up on your skin, but it's a response to a certain 
infection on a dermatome. It hit me. It hit me differently because it said the reason why you see the herpes zoroaster at this particular body part is because it's because it is because it is originating from this particular nerve. The nerves and the dermatomes are not always in alignment with each other. Here's why I'm using this. Because when people start talking about G-spots and shit like that, that is an expression of where this nervous thing goes. So it's not an actual spot. It's a cluster of nerves. It's a cluster of nerves that can become overstimulated. Now, the reason why the G-spot, as they try to tell you, is in a man's anus or it's in a woman's anus or whatever the case may be, wherever they're trying to tell you the G-spot is, they're not telling you that it's a cluster of nerves in that area because there's so many muscles in that area. Because the muscles are innervated by nerves. So saying, I thought you was talking about posture. Oh, I am. Because now we have to understand that the muscles, the nerves, and the bones are all in cahoots with each other when it comes to posture. It's not just your bones. It's not just your muscles. And it's not just your upper fucking torso. Motherfuckers only want to, you you know, they got what they tell you, you get ergonomic ergonomically designed chairs so you can sit in all fucking day when you're not supposed to be sitting all day. Your nervous system needs to be moving. So Pete, the purpose of the nervous system, and this is the powerful sentiment, is to make sure that the musculoskeletal system is keeping the bones in proper alignment. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of the nervous system is to make sure that the muscle system is keeping the bones in, in proper alignment. Right. If you are not keeping your nerves in proper, if you're not keeping your bones in proper alignment, that means your muscles can't function properly. The reason why your muscles can't function properly, because muscles have insertions and attachments. Muscles. I don't know if we think just muscles just there, like where's up, like because we don't we don't sit and we don't learn the information and we just hearing it. We don't really sit and think about what is being said to us. So every muscle has an insertion and an attachment point to a bone. Muscle is either going to either are going to attach. Uh, it's either going to connect across the a joint, or well, most times it's, it's across a joint, which is the purpose of why I'm talking about this anyway. But the muscle system, uh, most muscles, not most, slow down, saying all muscles have an insertion and an attachment point. There's a point where they start, and there's a point where they end. There's an origin, origin, and there's an ending point. There's a point where they begin and there's a point where they end. And the reason why I'm saying that is important because that part is about how the muscles are aligned. Because now, let's take it back to the full nervous system, right? So the full nervous system, as we know, comes from the spinal cord, right? Not the vertebral column, the spinal cord. I know a lot of people say your spine and your vertebrae, it's not the same thing. The vertebral column is the bone structure. The spinal column is the nervous system. And then you have erector spinae muscles that keep the spine erect. Erector spinae muscles, muscles that erect the spine. It's real simple. What is your muscle spinae? I'm, I'm saying that because what is your erector spinae muscle workout? Right? It's likely something that keeps your body. This segues to the next point. The next point is likely something that keeps your body in one dimension. Here's what we don't know about movement. Well, we do know it, but I don't think we pay attention to it when it comes to our body. And this was something that I learned, again, in med school. I was always wondering, why do we got to know physics as a prerequisite? Because you need to know the physics and mechanics of a fucking body. How does a body work? The body is the most efficient uh, vehicle alive. 
the body is the only thing on this earth that can self-sustain itself. And if niggas don't really understand that shit, you can now you you can now step in and sustain the body. The body is the only self-sustaining thing on this earth. And it's a beautiful thing when you know how to use it, but it's going to start not with your food. Your food is secondary. First, and the initial primary, now that I'm learning, is your nervous system. So check it. So from your nervous system, right? First off, it's so important that the nervous system has to, one, be encapsulated by the vertebral column. Right. It has to have a bony structure around it to protect it. But the bones can't be solid. That's why you have so many vertebrae. So that way it can have its fluid movement. Right. In addition to that, the muscle, the bones that now encompass the spinal cord now also have to be encompassed by muscles to protect it and to keep it straight. That's the most important part to keep it straight. Not only keep it straight, taking it back to what we said in the beginning, keep it in its anatomical correctness. We're going to change the perspective of posture being a straight spine to understanding a spine in anatomical correctness. Now, this is when we about to get real, 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 real deep down the rabbit hole, right? So knowing that your spinal column and your nervous system, one and the same now, what emanates from the nervous system, fucking nerves, fucking nerves. So now if these are the nerves that are coming into my body, Right. Where do they originate from? Spinal column. And then originating from the spinal column, how many nerves do we have? We have 31. Right. My, my, we have 31 vertebrae. Yeah, we have 31 nerves, 31 nerves in the body. Right. But the purpose of these nerves is, like I said, to innervate the muscles. And when they innervate the muscles, it's to keep the bones in their right uh, perspective to make the body do what it's supposed to do. So we'd be looking at our muscles. I got biceps, I got triceps, I got uh, quads, I got hamstrings and all these things. A lot of times we don't really anticipate the full scope of what the body does. So like I said, when we usually work our body out, we only use two directions, flexion and extension. It's designed like that for a reason. You only know to flex and extend your body. Give me any workout plan. Give me any personal trainer. Give me any uh, physical therapist. Give me anything that is designed and credited by the system and I can put money on it. Your workout is either going to be about flexion and extension. Nothing. No other point. They do not talk about torsion and rotation. No, torsion, rotation, and extension. Well, torsion and rotation are the same thing. So they don't talk about torsion and extension. No, no, I did say. So flexion and extension and torsion and rotation. I am tripping, y'all. I'm sorry. So flexion, extension, and torsion, right? I'm trying to get it out as it's coming in, and it's coming in faster than I can get it out and because I keep jumping around, and everything has to be talked about. So um, flexion, extension, and torsion. Or rotation, torsion and rotation, the same thing. Your body moves. It's a you have a 3D body and you only move it in a two-dimensional plane. Think about that. They teach you to only use it in a two-dimensional plane, flexion and extension. Why? Why? All you have to do is ask why. See, this is one of the problems. When we stop asking why as a kid, you don't even ask why as an adult. And that's when you need to ask why the most. But all you have to do is ask why. Why do they only want you using flexion and extension? The reason why is because every muscle, as I said, has an assertion and an attachment point. 
And most of the assertions, insertions, and attachments, well, the attachments after the insertion, cross over joints. You ever wonder why there's so much emphasis on joint health? Two things that they're going to put extra emphasis on is joint health and back health. Joint health and back health would not be a problem if posture was good. What happens to us as we get older? Now, this whole ergonomically designed chair shit, that's different. Something is off because we've been sitting in the offices for not that long. Because you have the industrial revolution age at the beginning where, you know, motherfuckers was in assembly line standing the fuck up. How the fuck does after 80, 90 years, everybody's posture look the same? How is everybody's upper body slumped up? How is men who was like 6'3", 6'4", down to 5'9"? Their posture's fucked up. But again, because we look at posture solely from the back, we only think it's about the upper back and the chest. So what do we do? But we don't even realize that the workout that they cater to us is the one that's given us this bad posture and these fucked up situations years down the line because we got to be big. And again, we don't realize it until we're actually trying to work out a different way. So the reason why I'm using that is because, like I said, in preparing my workout, I'm used to old workouts of, you know, what I mean, flexion and extension. That's it. I got to work my biceps, got to work my triceps, got to work my chest. Oh, and um, they push a little bit with the uh, with the. Uh, the bench press and stuff like that. But even still, that is extension because you're, it's flexion and extension. You're bringing it down to your chest. That's the flexion and you're extending it out, but you're not doing any rotation. And you're not doing any rotation. And that's the most important part because where your muscles attach is always crossing the joint. Every joint in your body, every joint in your body has a tendon around it because tendons cross you know, tendon is the part of the muscle that crosses the bone. You feel me? The ligament is the part that goes from, is the basically like the belly of the muscle. It goes from, it's the part that runs within the assertion, but the tendon is the part that govern, that crosses the bone. So you have your Achilles tendon, look at where that crosses. You have your patellar tendon, look at where that crosses. Ah, I forgot the name of the elbow tendon. You feel me? But you have a tendon that crosses that. Now, Here's the point about that. Wherever the tendon crosses, right, the joint, that's the that musculature and that joint is like all of the muscles that come together around that joint are now going to be important. Right. So, for example, when we look at the patella tendon, right, that is that has a muscle that crosses over from the front or whatever that keeps the patella intact. However, the overall knee joint. The overall knee joint, how many muscles cross your knee joint? How many muscles are involved in stabilizing the knee? We don't really know that because we worry about the individual muscle and what they're going to do. Because this is what they teach you. If I teach you, now, when you ask, how do you get arthritis? Again, they're going to tell you it's what you eat. Not the fact that the way you work out is out of flexion and extension only. And mainly flexion. Motherfuckers only want to really flex because flex gives you the bigger, the bigger tone. You feel me? So most of our workouts to the core are flexion because we want that tone. We want our muscles contracted. Now, what we don't understand is the tone, the real definition of muscle tone is a state of partial contraction. The state of partial contraction. Here's why that's important, because if your muscles are designed to be in a state of partial contraction, it's only the partial contraction that is aligned with the flexing side. What that means is now it closes your body in. 
because now where your body is supposed to insert and cross over these joints, it now brings it together. So it's not your food that you eat and that's causing your joints to, to, to be inflamed. It's the fact that they're fucking grinding together because the muscles are too strong and they're pulling the joint together because we're only working out of flexion and extension. You ever notice how over time, the real buff dudes, like you ever notice how they got the elbows? It's like Popeye elbow. They call it Popeye's elbow. Why? The bigger your muscles get, the more your shit starts to contract. And what happens? Your forearm gets pushed the fuck back. Why does your forearm get pushed the fuck back? Because the anatomical correctness of your muscles is now off. Because as you contract them, as you contract your, um, as you constantly work your muscles and they contract, what does it mean for them to contract? It means that from the insertion point, it pulls the nervous innervates the pulling of the attachment and causes the joint to contract to um to shorten, right? They teach us to use our bodies the wrong way. Our bodies are not supposed to be focused around the muscle. They're supposed to be centered around the joint. Every workout should be centered around the joint because you don't center around the joint and you center it around the muscle, you damage the joint and they can create the system that again, there's literally a whole bunch of joint health and nobody, everybody taking it, cartilage, all of the shit. And they can't figure out why it's because you're working your body wrong. You're working your body wrong and you're working it incompletely. I'm going to give you the workout at the end because this is the workout that I'm, I'm, I've already been using it. This is how I know it works and shit like that. But I've also know the anatomy of the shit. When I break this motherfucker down, you're like, damn, they really had. Yes, they've been fucking us up. They've been fucking us up horribly. And now we wonder why when we get older, why the fuck do all the old people hunch over and got hunchbacks? What the fuck? And you look at them when they were, they were kids, they had abs. They were usually big, stocky, had abs, and they was in shape. And then now they hunched over. Why? Because their posture's fucked up. Because the muscles that they used the most were all the ones in the front. Now, we add other factors into it. And this workout is also going to help for other things too. But I'm going to show you what we're talking about. So now, when you're just looking at it from that perspective of how you work out, I know you fucked up. It's like, damn, saying you just fucked up everything. How the fuck am I supposed to work out? You're supposed to understand how your body's supposed to work. They don't. They know you don't understand how the body's supposed to work. So when they tell you, they give a qualified motherfucker to tell you, go work your body like this, and it's, your body's working the wrong way. Yeah, I get it. You think, yeah, I'm in shape. I'm in physical shape. I'm working out. Hypertrophy ain't a real thing. You're not supposed to be sore. I put money on it. I promise you. I get a far more effective workout in less amount of time with no soreness. I haven't been sore since I started this workout, and I've been on it for about four months now. The reason why is because I'm not pushing my muscle. I am using my muscle, pushing my muscles to muscle failure, but I'm not pushing my muscles to hypertrophy, right? And I'm using I'm in a, I'm using my muscles a different way. Let me explain what I'm talking about. So first off, hypertrophy is people think hypertrophy is a good thing. You know, oh, your muscles are going through hypertrophy. I'm getting big. No, that means the actual look at the etymology of hypertrophy. It means excessive hardening. The trophy part means hardening. You are hardening your muscle. And I get it. It sounds good. Duh, that's the point. Nigga, I'm trying to be solid. Be, be. But you harden your muscle in conjunction with understanding where a muscle attaches and inserts. When you shorten the distance between where it can attach and it inserts and it hardens, it gets stuck there. Now your joints get fucked up because now they have to grind against each other. Because there's not enough space and not enough distance between the joint. And the, between where the muscle and the attachment is for the muscle to fluidly glide. I mean, for the joint to fluidly glide. Oh, they know. They know that capitalism works because motherfuckers is ignorant and lazy. 
Now, this is a different type of lazy. You feel what I'm saying? This ain't lazy on some shit. Like, no, you like you have to have the desire to want to go and study and find this information. I promise you, ain't nobody going to want it. I happen to study it because of the path that I was on. You feel what I'm saying? But imagine this. You're not even, because you can go to a personal trainer, because you can go to a gym, motherfucker, because you can't go to all of these motherfuckers, you don't think to do it yourself. And then even still, in doing it yourself, you're still going to only find what they told you to find. So now people be asking, like, when I was young and, and, and undergrad and shit, like, yo, let me get a workout plan. I can't give you my, like, now y'all see why I had those conversations where now I say, shit, I can't give you my workout plan because this is my body. The workout plan I'm going to give you can't work for all body types, but I'm going to show you. But at the time, I was like, I, my body's different from yours. So you're not going, your, your workout ain't going to be the same. It shouldn't be the same. You feel me? We have endomorphs, ectomorphs, and mesomorphs, but everybody works out like a mesomorph. And the mesomorph is the motherfucker who doesn't have to work out. But motherfuckers don't know that. So now you're taking a workout plan from a motherfucker who's predisposed to not having to work out as much because their body literally sits in the middle. They have an efficient metabolism, um, anabolism and catabolism when it comes to their metabolism. But every workout is patterned off of that. No, you have to pattern the workout off of your body. But even that you have to pattern it off of your nervous system. So the reason why I'm saying that is because when you had hypertrophy, what do you do? You go to the gym. And you work until your muscles burn and they get hard. And here's the reason why they shorten. Because you're invigorating your muscles, but you're using your muscle. Something that I've learned with understanding the nervous system, I can get far more out of my workout when I charge my entire muscle up from the inside with my nervous system than actually trying to pick up weight and then forcing my body to be in a hypertrophy, in a, in a hypertrophy state, to overextend itself. Tying it back to the point that I was mentioning at the beginning, the body has enough resources to self-sustain itself. So in addition to that, I also do not use weights anymore. That was another thing that I realized was fucking me up. Let me tell you about a situation I had, because in addition to, you know, my workout, the way that I work out now, I also do trauma release exercises. Y'all heard me talk about those. So these workouts release the trauma, start to release trauma. So when I do my trauma release exercises, it just flows fluidly. And then, you know, but one of the things in the trauma release exercises, the one, once they come up, if you just quiet your mind when the, tri- the, the release happens, you will see what trauma was stored right there. I'm going to talk about that for a reason, because as I'm doing trauma release exercises, my back started jerking, the lower back. And I'll never forget where I fucked my back up. I was 15 years old. I was makeshift and shit. I had bought a weight bench. No, somebody was moving or something around the corner. And they was like, I like, yo, let me get your weight bench makeshift as weight bench i took that shit home bought me a little bar bought me some concrete uh weights and shit now mind you this is the just the weight bench it ain't no rack it ain't no squat rack or none of that shit i took this motherfucking weight i power cleaned it but i ain't even power clean it because i didn't do the dip i ain't do none of the shit because again at the time my only focus was i think i just gotta have abs and my chest gotta look good the fuck the rest of that shit don't matter so <laughs> i throw the shit up over my head you feel me? I get into a squat position. I squat. I get the whole shit down. I fucked my back up so fucking bad. My mom had to pull me up out of recliner. Mind you, I'm 15 years old when this shit happened. It fucked me up so bad that I couldn't I couldn't move much, but I never actually healed it. I just let it stop hurting. I didn't know what it took to heal it. There was a lot of nerve damage there that I didn't know about. This nerve damage is now affecting itself as I'm doing my trauma release exercises coming back and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Oh, I do remember that shit. That shit hurt. I take, I go back to the day 
to where that shit hurt. I couldn't even play basketball. I couldn't do shit. I remember one time we was balling. And I tried to eat this shit, right? I'm trying to act like I'm balling this shit. And motherfucking the ball, it went too low. And when I tried to pick it up, it went real, real slow. Everybody was like, the fuck wrong with you with your old ass? I said, yo, my back fucking hurts still. They were like, damn, it ain't healed yet? I said, nah, I thought it was, but this shit's still bad. So in, in it still being like that, I that trauma stored in it. And because the trauma had stored in it, right, the memory was there. Here's a deep part about that. Everything that we experience in life is stored in our nervous system, whether we are willing to accept it or not. These, again, things that I'm coming to terms with as I'm growing and developing and learning more about this, right? Uh, points that we used to say when we were kids that we didn't know how potent were, we used to tell motherfuckers, you're getting on my nerves. I don't think we understood the significance of what it meant for a motherfucker to get on your nerves. You see what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you you get on my fucking nerves. Like, now when they get on your nerves, do they get off of them? Not only do they get off of them, do you get them off of them? Because now when people are asking, like, how does people's energy get fucked up and messed up? It's all in your nervous system. Your experiences with life, you store them some fucking where. No matter what the situation is, you store it some fucking where. Now, the situation is you're supposed to dissipate it. Here's why they fuck us up. And therapy, I have no issues, no gripes, no qualms with therapy. Therapy is cool. You talk your shit out, but sometimes talking ain't enough to remove a physical pain or a physical, uh, a physical, I'm drawing a blank on the word, a physical connection within the body. Talking ain't going to do that shit. You're going to talk about it, but as you're talking about it, you're not registering where you're, where you're feeling this shit in your body. You see what I'm saying? When I started healing my traumas and shit, I would see that it was stored somewhere. Heartbreak is obvious, you know. Oh, it's stored in your heart, but it's not only there. Because in healing from the heartbreak that I had, I had to heal from the relationship. And as I thought about moments in a relationship, certain parts of my body got reinvigorated. You see what I'm saying? The trauma from when she kicked me in my chest, I stored that shit. And it came out during trauma release exercises. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the feelings of inadequacy when she would say certain things to speak a certain way, like I stored internalized, they stored a certain way. Right. So as I'm healing that, thinking about her and thinking about every situation that occurred in my life, where did I store it? Where did I store it? And then it got me back to the core of everything. Like, cause as I'm doing these trauma release, I know exact, I now know it's crazy because they say trauma, you can have trauma that happens so much that you forget shit. Yeah, you will suppress it and you will forget because other shit compounds it, but I promise you it's still there. I promise you it's still there. So much so that as I started doing my trauma release exercise, I can literally see myself getting hit by a car. It's getting to the point where I can see the color of the car, the type of the car. And it's getting scary now because it's, it's, it's scarier, not in a negative way. I don't want y'all to feel like what I'm about to tell y'all is going to be some scary shit, but it's getting scary in a sense that when I see it, I feel like the little boy that got hit. I don't feel like the grown ass man that's like, that's here healing and doing, it takes me exactly to the moment when I was, when I was a kid, the exact energy space that I was when I was a kid. And I feel it. I know where I rolled up. I know how I crunched my shoulders. I know how I dropped and I know how the car ran me over. I can feel it now. I didn't know the trauma had been buried that deep, but the trauma is still there because it's in my nervous system because our traumas are stored in our nervous system. Trauma 
is stored in your nervous system. And your nervous system invigorates your muscles and your muscles keep your bones in alignment. So when a trauma hits you and you have to store it in such a way that it causes your, your nervous system to overstimulate a certain point in your body, that's where it's, some motherfuckers is, ooh, 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 ooh. some motherfuckers really aren't over-sexualized. Some motherfuckers really aren't always horny. They don't have high sex drives. They have an over-traumatized nervous system that is connected to their sexual organs because they may have been molested, they may have been raped or something, and that trauma stored there. A lot of people think that they always make the connection. Yeah, when little girls is hot in the ass, it's because she may have been molested to touch, but at the same time, it was stored in her nervous system and it keeps reinvigorating itself. And she's not releasing that trauma. She's keeping it. When the trauma arises, it arises in the nervous system in an area that causes arousal. I happen to be fortunate enough to be able to identify this shit from my lower back situation that it's like, no, when that shit come up, it hurt. It's like, nigga, no. When I'm thinking about the car, it hurts. But I can only imagine what happens during a sexual encounter because that was a situation because I was watching the episode of Dr. Phil and this guy was like, it really messed me up because I was molested by an uncle and he touched me and I knew it wasn't right. I didn't like him. I didn't like men, but it made me feel good. And that's what fucked me up. He said it fucked him up because it made him feel good because it still triggered his nervous system. It still triggered his nervous system, the nervous system they don't want you to know about, right? So now when people have been traumatizing these things and it's now manifesting, it's like, yo, why are you like this? Oh, that trauma was stored when there was a baby before they could speak. It didn't go nowhere, but now they don't know how to release it. You see what I'm saying? They don't even know where it's stored at. And so now when we walk, as we're older, there's so many different things that we store as traumas. Everything that, and, and I don't mean traumas, because your euphorias are, are stored as well. Everything is stored in your nervous system, right? The problem is, if you don't understand what, what it means to store the shit in your nervous system, when you feel it, when it comes back, when it resurfaces, when you just feel like, I just got mad for all of a sudden, like motherfuckers really be thinking you moody and you bipolar and shit. No, your nervous system is active. And that trauma was reinvigorated. Why? Because it's stored in your muscles. And then now, like I said, it transcends and it fucks with your posture. You dig what I'm saying? Because the purpose of the nervous system is to invigorate the muscle, it invigorates the muscle to make the bones stay in alignment. You feel me? As people get older, they start to get knock kneed. They start to get so like, why do people, why do because your nervous system is not active and it's not invigorating the muscles to keep that body and that part of your body in line in alignment. That's it. So now, like I said, when we tying it in, is the reason why is because we have only put our bodies in an exercising state for two directions, flexion and extension. And we have rotation and rotation is the best part because flexion and extension is about the muscle Rotation is a rotation and torsion, however you're going to use them, but that is about the joint. When I started working around my joints only, it changed my perspective. It changed how my workouts work. Now I can push my body to as far as I want to because my body is its own limitation. I don't have to worry about putting too much weight on it and it dropping or whatever the case may be. My body knows. And here's why I'm saying this because the torsion. The rotation is how you use your body against itself to strengthen itself. Yes, 
Yes, the process does take longer because you're not using weights. You're not you, you're not in a gym. But I promise you, it is a lot. It is a lot more stable. Your body begins to develop a trust for you and you actually start to release the tensions that you store. Imagine this. Why the fuck? See me as a black man in America. I don't need weights. I didn't realize this until I started crafting and understanding the nervous system. I don't need no motherfucking weights. I got enough tension on me every single day to release from my body. And it wasn't until I started doing these exercises that was like, I don't need weights anymore. It's just going to be a slower process. Because now, as I said, when you understand that the body is naturally in balance already, that third dimension is where that, that, that change happens. So naturally, they teach us to flex and extend, but they never teach us to rotate with flexion and extension. Imagine this. Most motherfuckers that I know because this used to be me too. You know, you tell a motherfucker you're going to work your traps. I mean, not your traps, your triceps. They don't just work their triceps. You work your triceps, you work your rear deltoids, you work your trapezius muscles, you work your lats. Why? Because all of those muscles work together. You don't just isolate your um your uh your tricep muscles. Why is that important? Because if you're not just isolating your tricep muscle, when you think you're doing a 75-pound tricep extension, it's not just for your tricep. It's all those muscles in the area. They call them, oh, compound muscle workout. I don't give a fuck how compound it is if it's only working one direction. You're doing a compound workout and all of your muscles are flexing at the same time, not extending or rotating. You see what I'm saying? So now I'm using that because if you, do, if you think you're doing 75 pounds with your extension, but you're also leveraging the other muscles of your back to do it. It doesn't count. So now when you do your bicep curl and you only bicep curl in 45 pounds, something's off because how is your tricep workout supposed to be 75 pounds and your bicep 45? Because your bicep and your tricep should be equally as strong as each other. Why? Because they are antagonistic to each other. The tricep extends the arm. The bicep flexes the arm. What do you think happens when the bicep and the tricep are both active, but they're rotating against each other. They're simultaneously strengthening and weakening one another. It's a dope reality. You're using your tricep to strengthen your bicep. You're using your bicep to strengthen your bicep, your tricep, and you're not damaging either one. So now your body is saying, your body is now in a space where it's like, I know my limitation, but I also know that I control the limitation. So literally, when you are in flow with this, and you have extended all of your muscles and now you're rotating them. You're rotating the two muscles that are that work against each other. You work, you're rotating them while they're working against each other. The workout don't get no easier than that. You feel me? Because now you already have that strength. Now you can guarantee my triceps are equally as strong as my biceps. You feel me? Same situation. You should not, there's no reason why you should be able to squat 450, 600 pounds, but you're gonna do a leg extension of 250. Your body is getting damaged right now and you don't even realize it because the numbers aren't the same. And why aren't the numbers the same? Because it's a day, you know, I got to work my legs today. And then now I'm working my legs in different, in different points. But the purpose is that all we're doing is over invigorating our nervous system. And we don't realize how much damage that's doing because now when you put all of this stress on your nervous system, but you don't release the nerves, you just constantly flex. What happens when you get 60, 70 years old? You have a stroke. Because the nervous system stores trauma. It stores everything. It stores everything we feel. So if the nervous system, so now we're going to work it from one way, the nervous system into the muscular system, right? 
that keeps the bone straight, but then we have to go from the other way. The muscles now receive what they send to the nerves, muscles and skin or whatever the case may be, right? How does that play out down that down down the road? Everybody ending up with posture, slumped back over and shit, and the whole body's fucked up. Why? Because they don't excite the body. You see what I'm saying? The nervous system is so important that they don't tell you that the purpose of spirituality is for you to understand your nervous system. I'm doing a dramatic pause for that because this all ties into posture. Good posture is making sure your body, your nervous system is in point. Good. What's the, what's the purpose of the nervous system? The purpose of the nervous system is to keep you aware of your surroundings. What is consciousness? What is Christ consciousness? What are these forms of consciousness? It's to make sure you're aware. So now, when people say they're keeping you on your root chakra, yes, they're keeping you on your root chakra energy. They do not want you to innervate and be able to use any part of your nervous system except what's at the lowest part of your body. So yeah, we can talk about it from the mystical perspective and the, the spiritual, the psycho-spiritual perspective of, you know, the root chakras being on survival mode and everything like that. But now you see where it translates physically and where it stores. Where you are in a state of survival, you now cannot use and utilize or in a space to invigorate the lower nerves of your body. So when the lower nervous system of your body is not being invigorated, right? And I'm going to talk about why this is important. So when the lower nervous system of your body is not being invigorated, what does that mean? Your legs stop being active. Your legs are the, like, where do most blood clots come from? Most blood clots happen in people's legs. Why? Because their legs aren't being innervated anymore. It's atrophy. You feel what I'm saying? Once you put a motherfucker in a state of survival, you have them sitting down every single day, you numb their lower body. Like niggas think it's just a sciatica pinch. They're like, yo, my son, you know why the sciatica nerve is so important? Because the sciatica nerve, the sciatica nerve is so important because it literally runs the lower half of your body by itself. And from that nerve, you get the extensions that go to each individual muscle. So when the actual nerves hit, there's so many muscles that the sciatic nerve covers on the way down to the foot. That's not even funny, but we only know about the sciatic nerve. And we don't know that sciatic nerve innervates every muscle of our lower body, but we also don't know that sciatic nerve is also tied to our root chakra. Now, we'll see. If it's root chakra, tell me how. I'm glad you asked, even though you didn't ask and I'm being dramatic. Okay. You have literally seven nervous clusters in the body and you have seven chakras and they're almost in direct alignment with one another. First set. You have the cranial nerves, cranial nerves, one through 12, I want to say. And they basically go from your nose, your smell, your sight, your touch. These, the cranial nerves, in my opinion, are all about your senses for the most part. Not the sense of touch, but because all of the nerves is about the sense. Of, remember when I talked about the sense of touch? It, 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 there's no difference because it's just about how the, in, the, the nerve gets innervated, right? Into the musculature, right? So you have the cranial nerves. Those are CN nerves, right? Then you have the cervical nerves. It's like C1 through 5 or something like that, right? From the cervical nerves, you have, not from it, but so you have the muscles in the neck. So these are the cranial nerves. They're going to innovate those upper neck muscles or whatever. But then you have another cluster, which is called your brachial plexus, right? That's your number three. That's in your shoulder, right? 
that's in your shoulder area, but it's the brachial plexus extends out to the shoulder because it runs that whole limb area, but it extends down to the middle of the body. Watch, watch how the seven things go down. So you have the cranial nerves, you have your cervical nerves, you have your brachial plexus, and you have your thoracic nerves, right? That's number four. Thoracic nerves sit between your chest, um, just below your, around your sternum area and down just below your, just before your diaphragm and uh, solar plexus. Then of course, you do have your solar plexus energy, right? So the solar plexus, they kept that universal, whether it's spirituality, science, whatever. So they kept the solar plexus area. So we have that solar plexus energy too. And that solar plexus nervous cluster sits between your thoracic nerves and your lumbar nerves, right? It's number five. Then you have your lumbar plexus. Then you have your sacral plexus. There's seven plexuses within your motherfucking body. And they're telling you, you feel me, uh, kundalini energy and all of this shit, all kundalini energy. It's not no mystical shit. Kundalini energy is the energy that invigorates your nervous system. It's not about quelling up the kundalini. It is about making sure the nerves are always active. So how do you make sure they're active? You make sure that the muscles are able to be used correctly around the bone structure. So now, if the muscles insertion and attachment doesn't allow for the proper movement of the bone, then there's something off. That means that nerve is not going to be fired off correctly. There's going to be a blockage there. You see what I'm saying? When people, there's almost a direct correlation too. When people get sciatica and they start developing sciatica, they also get what's called genuvalgum, right? Or knock need. Your knee starts to cave in as your nerve's getting weaker because what happens is those muscles that once kept that nerve straight, that they're, they're, they're atrophying. And you have to learn how to invigorate all of them. This is deep. And this is all just posture, yo. This is what they're not going to tell you about having good posture. And the importance of good posture, because having good posture is actually having uh, properly utilized muscles, muscles that are being used in the anatomical correctly, anatomically correct position. So now leverage that part and let's add that into it, too. If the 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 mechanics of the body is based off insertion and, and um, attachment and now these opposing muscles have to be equally strong as each other to make them the same. So now. Tying it all into when I mentioned the erector spinae muscles and entering using the insertion and um, attachment point. Imagine what happens if just one of your erector spinae muscles. Now, your erector spinae muscles literally attach and insert along the whole base of the vertebral column. You have, ah, that's what it is. You have 33 nerves and you have 31 vertebral columns. I mean, 31 vertebrae, right? And it's 33 nerves. So that's where, you know, the number 33 enlightenment, all of that shit comes in. It's all here but you feel me i'm not gonna go down that part until another day but you have 33 nerves and 31 vertebrae right so now these 31 vertebrae all have muscles that are connected above and below them to keep them in alignment if you are in a dual plane so now you are in this plane for the erector spinae muscle and you have one on the left side one on the right side would it not be wise anatomically for the body to make sure these two muscles are equal in strength so that they are the tension between the two is the same to keep the spine in the same space. It would make sense. Insertion and attachment point. We know that if the nervous system invigorates this muscle, it needs to invigorate these muscles to where they're innervated at the same point to make sure that in I don't have to make sure my spine is straight. I have to make sure my muscles around my spine are active in equal quality. You see what I mean? How often do we do that? Most of our movements are not rotational. And they're definitely not around our joints. They're literally targeting the muscle. And as targeting the muscle, they shrink our bodies. 
if you've ever played sports as a man or whatever and in school or whatever, they wouldn't let the kids lift weights until high school. Because why? It'll stunt your growth. They tell motherfuckers this shit. I never forget it. You feel me? When I was in middle school, I was asking one of my teachers, I was like, why don't we have a weight room here? He said, because you can't, because they want kids to at least be in high school first before they start lifting weights because it'll stunt your growth. <sighs> so how many short motherfuckers was lifting weights too early? Doing push-ups, doing all this shit too early and not actually strengthening the muscles or invigorating the muscles so that the muscle can be in its exact pristine state. Because you got to think about it. Our entire body, our entire being is not based off of our muscle growth. It's our bone growth and our bone density, our ability for our bones to grow. When we have muscle pains, the reason why we have growing pains, and this is what they don't tell you. Because see, boys, we grow in spurts. Women don't grow in spurts. They just fucking grow. I wish y'all motherfuckers could give that to us. Because y'all just grow. But men grow in spurts. The reason why men grow in spurts is because they teach us to be physically active. We're already running. We're already jumping. We're already putting trauma, physical trauma on our body. We're playing peewee football, tackle, all of this shit. We're putting traumas on our body. Then we wonder why we're growing in spurts. And it hurts. Because your bones are growing, but the muscles are not anatomically correct enough to allow the bones to grow without problem. When I grew up, I didn't have muscle pains. I never realized why, but I was also the skinny guy. I was also the guy who wasn't working out. I was, wasn't working out with my homies. My homies, they was in football practice and shit like that. I wasn't. I'm also significantly taller than all of them now. You feel what I'm saying? But at the same time, our postures are different. They all have the same posture, starting to slump over and everything like that because you work the same thing. Now, you go from being a kid playing sports all the time and everything like that, then once you become an adult, this is where they really get us fucked up. Because once we become an adult, we only work the appealing and the, the, the appeasing side of our bodies to people. We do abs and we do cardio. What the fuck are you, what the fuck is doing, is abs and cardio really going to do? Sometimes you got to sit and ask yourself what it is that this workout is going to do for me. And why am I being told to do this workout? Right? A lot of men wonder why they got erectile dysfunction, but there's a direct correlation between having erectile dysfunction and having a, a tight abdominal space because you're used to doing sit-ups and you're rarely doing anything for the lower back. I bet you most motherfuckers that got a fucked up, um, got erectile dysfunction, got a lower back, got lower back problems. You know why? Because it's nervous, because the nerves originate from the spinal column, which is on the back side. So now if all of my resources of working out cause me to only work the front, now I'm now contracting and pulling on my front, which is now doing what? Relaxing the back because the body is based off duality. If I'm putting tension on one, I'm releasing the other side. So if all of my tension is in my chest, it's in my abs. It's in the front of my body. What do you think is happening to the back of my body? I'm slowly rounding out and I'm losing my posture. I'm losing my ability to make sure my body remains anatomically correct. Which means that my bones are able to function. That means they're able to grow properly and move properly. You feel what I'm saying? Without any friction, they're going to need my musculature to do that. Now, my muscles have to be lengthened as opposed to shortened. In order for like, think about this shit, bro. Our bones grow and our muscles shorten. We work out for our, we, our bones naturally grow all day long. You feel what I'm saying? Our bones grow. You feel me? Reabsorption and shit like that. But our limbs, our bones are long and our muscles are short. But our muscles 
must run the length of our bones. We don't see how that doesn't make sense. We don't even think about how it doesn't make sense because we don't even think to question it because a motherfucker told us to do it. Why? Because it fucking works. When I tell y'all, <laughs> shameless plug for inflate with inflation shit. When I tell y'all that the United States is backed by the health of the people, nigga, this is what I mean. There's health that you don't even know. It. There's, there's shit that you didn't even consider was a part of your fucking health that they get paid off of. You dig what I'm saying? There's parts of your health that you didn't even know that they can get paid off of. You think, oh, it's just my muscles. Yeah, they tell you to focus on the muscles so you don't focus on the nerve. Because when you focus on the nervous system, now your problems start to change. Because you start to solve them. Because now, here's why. Your nervous system, once you start releasing traumas. See, one of the reasons people be thinking like, oh, why can't I get over this? Why can't I heal? Some of the shit you can't heal because you won't release it. And I know a lot of people be thinking, oh, I'm letting it go. I'm doing it. You can't release it because it's in your nervous system. That's why you can't forget. You still feel it. You still feel that shit. You're never going to stop feeling it until you release it from your nervous system. So, no, so now, when this was stored in your nervous system and you now repeat the very systems, the, the very replicated processes that cause that, you're going to reactivate that nervous system, that nervous, uh, that storing of the nervous system. You're going to reactivate that again because lifestyle now kicks in. You see what I'm saying? This is all mental, physical, and spiritual shit we store. You see what I'm saying? We store it somewhere within our trauma and we constantly relive it. We constantly feel it and it doesn't go anywhere. You see what I'm saying? They know that shit. They know that shit and it works. So you can go get the therapy and talk all you want to until you release the trauma. You never let it go. You dig what I'm saying? I always, I'm liking it to this example because I always said like, when I, when I was young, I used to always keep my shoulders up. My brother and my sister couldn't figure out why. Like, what the fuck you so scared of, man? Put your shoulders down. It was because that's where part of the trauma was stored in my shoulders. I was like, y'all have never seen a car come at you. And then it's, I can, it's, it's so much I get tire screech now. It's, it's, it's because again, now when we look at our senses, hearing does still tie to your nervous system. That's That shit stored in my tympanic membrane. It's stored there. You feel me? Even that, even those points of your trauma can be released. Any form, when you have 33 nerves, Wherever those nerves connect and innervate, you can release trauma from that point. So imagine this. We have 30, imagine having 33 nerves. Do you know what nerves innervate what muscles? All you keep hearing is get into the markets, but do you trade or do you invest? Should you do stocks, Forex, crypto, or NFTs? My personal answer is not a single one if you don't know how to read a chart. Without knowing how to read a chart, you end up giving all your money to those who do. Do you know what a candle is? Do you know the pocket of activity? Do you know the difference between market direction and market control? If you answer no at least once, you might want to learn how to read a chart first. Learning how to read a chart will let you know if you should trade or invest and if you should do stocks, forex, crypto, and or NFTs. It will also let you know if this is even for you or not. So visit IamJustSeen.com to learn how to recharge with my Master in the Market course, ebooks, and webinars today. The world is changing. The question is, will you adapt with it? The reason why I'm asking that question with such a dramatic pause, because if you don't know what, how do you not, how do you know how to work out, but you don't even know what all 31 nerves are? I mean, 33 nerves are. 
You got 33 nerves in your body and they all innovate. They all invigorate muscles uh, some, in some way, shape or form. If I told, if I asked you what nerve innervated your, your pectoralis major muscle, could you tell me? Probably not. I can't even tell you that shit no more. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm being dramatic with. I can't even tell you that shit no more. But it doesn't mean the fact that you don't know that a nerve innervates it. I don't have to know the number of the nerve, but I know that there's a nerve that innervates it. So now when I'm looking at my pec major muscle, in order to charge that, to charge the whole muscle, I have to extend a certain amount of energy there. Now, the way in which utilizing your nervous system to work out works better than actually just working out the muscle is because you're working out the muscle according to a single movement. I'm going to extend my bicep. What else can the bicep do? The bicep is also can also be used to um, to externally rotate the at the forearm level. There's multiple things, but if you're only using one exercise for that, you're only using a limited perspective. Like you've heard people say, do you have a long head or you have a short head bicep or calf muscle? You know, you can have whatever head you want to if you stretch it. The people who have the shorter uh, what you call it the shorter um, calf muscle is because they're not lengthening their calf their calf muscle, and you have people whose calf muscle can run all the way down because it's fully lengthened. It's not hard. It's not hard. But then now you add other things into it. When we're doing running, when we're jumping, when we're doing certain things, we're not. When we run, we don't run. We, we oh, go run a mile, go run. You know how much trauma that's putting on your joints? And it's how much trauma is putting on your bones because your bones are not running with your muscles. You know what I'm saying? Like what is, the, what are, ask yourself what muscles, what muscles are in the mechanics of running? I never really considered that question. I know it's your legs. <laughs> Nigga, I'm running with my legs. Nigga, the fuck. You see what I'm saying? These are the you have your you have your foot muscles, right? You have the top of your foot. You have your dorsal foot muscles. You have your plantar foot muscles, right? You have your tibialis muscles. You have your calf muscle. You have your soleus muscle. You have your uh, your um. I already said tibialis. Uh, you have your quadrat. You have your quadriceps. You have your hamstrings. You have your so not the sole. You have your sartorius muscle that crosses around the front. Um, you have your abductor magnus. You have your adductor muscles. You have your IT band. All of those muscles go into your leg, and you know it. You feel what I'm saying? And what nerve innervates those? Like people don't look at that because it's like, yo, I don't need to be working the, uh, it's not about working the muscle. It's about making sure the nerve can keep the muscle charged. They give us so much stress and so much tension and so much fucked up shit in life that our nerves stay charged. You know how powerful you got to be to be able to still lift weights and be living this fucking world, live in America. The mental health and shit that they give us and shit, every mental health problem that they give us is literally tied to our nervous system. Nothing else. Anxiety, the, the, the big ones, the big ones, anxiety, depression, bipolar. So anxiety, depression, bipolar, um, anxiety. I said anxiety, depression, bipolar, uh, ADD, ADHD, all of them got something to do with our nervous system. That's it. The environment that we're in is putting our nervous system in a certain way that's making it move. Certain. Now, 
Now the question is, which way is our nervous system being moved? Now, this is crazy. It's like, yo, Sing, how did you get all of this from posture? Because how don't you get it from posture? It's all right there. They just choose to keep it from us because it's like, yo, if I make this shit harder than it has to be, you'll never get to the other side. Now you see why this is a system that fucking works. I know you're focusing on your muscles. You're not focusing on your nerve. You're not focusing on your nerves or your joints. So when you get that muscle tear, when you need that joint health in 10 years, I know you're going to need it. You're going to need that osteocal. You're going to need that. I have everything already aligned for you. I have your knee braces. I have your back braces. I have all of the braces that you're going to wear. Every brace. If you go down a little brace aisle, what is it? What is it? Where are the braces? What do the braces brace? Think about it. Around the fucking joint, you have your wrist. You have your, around your wrist where the movement happens. You have your elbow where the movement happens. You have your shoulder slings where the movement happens. You have hip replacements where the movement happens. Knee replacements where the movement happens. You wouldn't need replacement if your nerves stayed active. When they tell us, when they call us stiff, like I never realized this because this happened to me when I was like, I think I was like 14 or 15 or something. I was going for a physical. And she told me to touch my toes and I could barely touch. And she's like, you stiff as an old man. And I didn't realize that I was stiff in the sense that I couldn't touch my toes because I was a gamer. I didn't do shit but play video games all day. And I rolled my bike from time to time, but that's about it. But I didn't actively work out to where my all my muscles were invigorated. Only the muscles I needed for that time. When I jumped on a trampoline, that's all I needed. You got to learn to invigorate every muscle in your body. Why? 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 Because you have 200 bones in your body. You have over 200 bones in your body. And these 200 bones in your body are connected to muscles. So the focus is not your muscles. Fuck your muscles. The focus is making sure that the bridge between keeping your, your bones intact and your nervous system active is in point. And that is controlled by your muscles. They're not going to teach you like, yo, even yoga has its limitations because yoga still works in a way of keeping you stationary. That's something that I learned in studying the ancestors. They didn't use stationary yoga. They didn't use stationary. They used the yoga that moved their joints. That's one part of yoga that they're not teaching you. They teach you to stabilize everything. But what they did, the ancestors did when they stabilized in yoga, they rotated around the joint. So if I'm doing a warrior pose and I have warrior pose, think about a warrior pose and my warrior pose is engaged. I have my hands fully extended. It's a reason why this is the case. My hands are fully extended to work every, to invigorate every nerve that is every muscle to invigorate every nerve that is tied to the muscles of my hand. Now I do my forearm, my flexor, my forearm extensors and shit like that. I got that invigorated. Now my bicep and my tricep, I got that invigorated. This is a straight arm. You feel what I'm saying? Then I have my shoulder, my, my pec major, my pec minor, my glenohumeral joints. All of this is there. And now I'm in this warrior one pose and I simply just rotate all my muscles against each other around the joint. And I don't, I feel a whole invigoration in my workout and it works every muscle in that quadrant. And then I start to see, wow, I have not always worked my body. Now, this ties into the point of where they have us because it's like, when you're not in control of your nervous system, your nervous system is in control of you and your nervous system has two functions. Simple, rest and digest, fight or flight response. If you pay attention again to the mental health diseases that we get diagnosed for, all, of the, all the medicine does is trigger something to make your nervous system stop functioning. 
You ever wonder, like, why you got to take the medicine again in eight hours, nigga? Because it stopped your nervous system from exhibiting what, like, when you get a migraine, that is your body's response to stress. They telling you, oh, where's your, where's your migraine at? Oh, it's in the front of my head. It's in the back of my head. It's at my neck. It's my... Never do they tell you to invigorate the nerves there and release them. They tell you to just take the medicine. Why? Because it shuts the nerves down. Stop feeling the fucking nerves. When you stop feeling the nerves, you think you, your migraine didn't stop. That's why you still got to take that nap. That's why you're still heavy. That's why you're still lethargic. You just don't feel the pain anymore because it shut your fucking nervous system down. That's what cell signaling does. When I learned that in pharmacology, cell signaling is designed to make certain functions stop. That means they're shutting down your nervous system because your nervous system is dual nature. You have your fight or flight response. Parasy- uh, fight or flight response was a sympathetic mode. Parasympathetic mode, which is rest and digest. The overall goal, then, a posture would to be to ensure that my nervous system can remain can maintain a healthy balance between fight or flight and rest and digest, sympathetic and parasympathetic. We are permanently in sympathetic mode. So again, the United States dollar is backed by the health of the people because they keep the people in sympathetic mode. When you are in sympathetic mode, your nervous system cannot do any of the biological functions necessary for you to heal yourself. Rest and digest. Even when you sleep, you ain't sleep. Even when you're asleep, you're not asleep because you're sleeping in sympathetic mode. You grew up in my culture. It's funny now when we laugh at it, but there's there's an actual reasoning behind this. When we used to be kids, when our parents knocked out, snoring on the motherfucking couch, you can see a slobber coming from their mouth. You hear the snore. You turn their TV or you turn the TV off. They wake up. I was watching that. I was, how do you, as deep of a sleep that they're in, how do they feel that subtle shift of energy? How, how, how overstimulated? How over-invigorated is your nervous system to where when a TV turns off, you feel it after you've been in the deep sleep where you're snoring? You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. This is what they are doing to us. So I'm saying that in our culture because it's like, think about the stress that like, you know, when I I used to laugh at my mama when we was young, because it's like, man, she was knocked the fuck out. What you mean you was watching that? It was watching you. You feel me? But then when I look at how over-invigorated her nervous system was, it's different. Like, she was raising three kids by herself on a whole other side of a country away from her family and shit. Every, like, th- that nervous system was different. You see what I'm saying? So she's ever vigilant because her fight or flight response, her sympathetic mode is so heightened that she's very aware of everything. A lot of motherfuckers be thinking that they paranoid and they scary and shit. No, you're in sympathetic mode, fight or flight response. You think some shit's going to pop off. A lot of people be looking at men and shit like, why you go to the club to mean mud just for some shit? I don't want shit to pop off, but everywhere I go, shit pop off because that's the level of energy that I'm in. That's what my nervous system is. My nervous system always feels the, the energy of what's around me. Now, when my nervous system has me only in survival mode, because I'm in sympathetic mode, fight or flight response, this is how I respond to life. You can give me all the medicine you want. You can give me whatever until I learn how to control my nervous system. 
until I learn. And we be thinking the nervous system, they, they got us thinking that our nervous system is autonomous. You have, they think you, you literally, this is how, you know, spirituality and religion go hand in hand in this regard. You feel me? They teach you not, they, they teach you that you don't have the power of you. Like this is your soul power. You can raise your, you raise your hand right now. That is all you. And they tell you, you don't have control over that. That's the biggest mind fuck ever. You do not have control over the thing that you use to control you. Do we not listen to that? Like they tell you, you have an autonomous nervous system. I get it. There are functions that happen by themselves, but do they really happen by themselves or do they happen at such a microscopic level that still needs to be activated that we don't pay attention to it because our body can do it itself. It's a big game, y'all. It's a it's a huge, huge game that they playing with us, and they and they got us, and they keep us in these sympathetic modes because the only way, because now, in addition to sympathetic mode, if I'm in sympathetic mode, that means this is why your food don't work. I don't give a fuck what you eat. You're not digesting it. <laughs> you ever seen a motherfucker? You, you, they be working out. They be doing everything they need to do. And it's like, I can't fucking lose weight because it's not your food. It's not what you eat. It's your nervous system. You're not fat because of what you eat. You're fat because of your nervous system. You're fat because of your nervous system. You're overweight for your nervous system. When people lose weight and they keep it off, what is the one? They feel good. They tell you, I feel better. But it's like I invigorated my nervous system differently. People that try to lose weight and they can't, they're not, they're not changing their nervous system. You see what I'm saying? They're not changing their nervous system. You're storing shit. You're storing, and then you're storing so much that it's, it's there. If Imagine this. If you all, like... I ain't going to say all. There's a high percentage of women that have fupas, right? In that connection to a high percentage of women who have fupas, there's also that same standard and that fear of gaining weight. Where do you think you're going to store that trauma at? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to, like, they store the trauma in that stomach area. You feel me? And they wonder why I got a fupa. I just can't lose my fupa. You can't lose your fupa because it's not fat. It's muscle. And it's muscle because the nervous system is invigorated in that area. You ever squeeze it and it don't feel like it's not fluffy. That's why you can lose weight everywhere except there. Why they, and they call it stubborn belly fat because it's not belly fat. It's invigorated muscle. You can't lose invigorated muscle. You have to stop activating the fucking muscle and restretch it. And you have to... um. Release the tension in it and elongate the muscle. I'm going to get to the proper techniques in a second. But I'm just saying. You're not fat. You're strong. Like, I I never put two and two together when I was a kid. I used to always wonder, like, how the fat motherfucker strong and you don't really do shit? Like, you fat. Like, you feel me? I had a homeboy named A-Ball. This was the homeboy that, you know what I'm saying, we fought We fought when we were young. That's the, he, he, that's the hardest hit I ever took in my life. My nigga was like, I had to be like 12, he had to be like 11. But I think at the time, he maybe, he, he easily could have been like 315 at 11 years old. 315 pounds at 11 years old. That motherfucker hit me so hard, but he was fat. He was fat. 
It wasn't until I fought him that I felt like this nigga solid. This ain't just fat. This nigga is solid. He looks fat. It presents fat, but he's equally strong too. This nigga, he will put you in mind of Mark Henry. When we was 11 years old, we called him A-Ball, but we also called him Mark Henry because that's who he put you in mind of, right? He was throwing us around like a motherfucker. Like when I was fighting, like motherfucker picked me up. Because mind you, I think at 12 years old, I couldn't have been no more than 110 pounds. That motherfucker power cleaned me and slammed me. And that's when I was like, I never let a big nigga hit me first or slam me again. But that's beside the fact. That trauma was stored in my face. And I didn't realize until I started releasing it because he hit me that hard. But these things over time play themselves out. You see what I'm saying? But he wasn't, I, I never realized like, it's a lot of fat. It's like, I can't lose weight. I've seen people that are overweight cut back in what they lost and they never lost it because now it's like, yo, you stop, you try to lose weight and now you gained it because now the stress of losing weight is now being stored as weight. And I don't realize that I'm making this connection with the two because it's in my nervous system. Now that it's in my nervous system, it's invigorating my nerves. And now that it's invigorating my nerves, it's making me look fat and I'm not fat. My nerves, my muscle is is overextended and it's overextended in my stomach area. Because this is where I'm storing this trauma. This is where my nervous system is storing whatever trauma it is that I'm that I'm that I'm holding. Do you do you feel where I'm going with that? Like this is where this is what we have to unlock and clear. Because, like I said, we stay in a sympathetic mode, fight or flight response. So now, when you look at the the, the men who you know, you got the mean mug, mean mug, and wretched rest and bitch face is a response to fight or flight response. What's running through your mind right now? Your mind ain't calm. It ain't cool. You might be in a good space, but the traumas and the shits have already stored on your face to where it's now you have resting bitch face. It's bullshit, but motherfuckers got resting bitch face now because the nervous system. Now, the nervous system. Now, imagine we in a world that teaches our vanity and beauty. What traumas do you store within your fucking face? Because you may not feel attractive, because you may not feel like something like there's a lot of things that there's a lot of traumas that I stored that I didn't realize that I stored. For example, I keep my eyes low, right? Because I got big eyes, right? Because I got joked on for having big eyes when I was a kid. I didn't appreciate until I got older, but I had big eyes when I was a kid. So again, that's a form of trauma that is stored there. And I have to be conscious of that. I try to be conscious of that, you know, of my eyes when I'm just everyday moving. You feel what I'm saying? Because when my eyes get big and I get excited, it's like I remember hearing that. Oh, yeah, eyes got And it's like now that's stored in my nerves because now those muscles, I have to, boom, don't open too big. Don't open too big. So now it looks like I be high all the time. And I don't. I be sober as shit. But now that's because of that. You feel me? Now, imagine somebody who, when imagine when you don't have, your, your face is not the standard of the beauty that you're seeing on a regular basis. You don't think you're storing that trauma in your face? You know why? Because you're thinking about beauty and you only equate beauty to looks in your physical face. You store that shit in your fucking face over time. And this is just, I know I talked about trauma and all of this shit too, but euphoria does it too. Some of us as men mean mug because that did get us women. You feel me? They like a straight face dude that look like he about to fuck some shit up. Eh, eh, I'm a goofy character. Don't <laughs> take me serious. But you see what I'm saying? You get into that space. And all of this, at the end of the day, is the shit that we store within our nervous system. And the shit that we store within our nervous system from the duality of it only being fucking sympathetic mode. To the point that I was making 
I kind of got off about, you know, the parents, our parents sleeping and shit. And then, you know, because you're nervous. Like, imagine how 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 potent your aura is to where you can you can be snoring again and you can feel the fucking TV go off. That means that your nervous system has become that sensitive because the environment that you're in has you in fight or flight response like a motherfucker. And you've normalized your, your fight. You know how people say that's not even worth my time and shit? Like, yes, you now have to get to a point where you have to tell what's not worth your time because the fight or flight response now has reached the threshold that you can extend it. You don't even know you're in danger anymore. <laughs> Violence is the response to danger. And if now you're trying to be violent, you're trying to be nonviolent in a dangerous situation, you don't, you don't even know you're in danger no more. That means your nervous system is not operating properly. You feel me? So it's like, how are you digesting shit? And that was something that I, I, I seen. When we're looking at the food system, it's like, yo, what the fuck are we eating then? If we not in rest, of, if we not in rest to digest state, how the fuck are you eating? When I tell my people, when I tell friends and shit, and I be like, yo, I didn't eat today. Not in no starving type shit. I just, I wasn't hungry. You know what I'm saying? You have to eat. No, you have to eat. They teach you that you have to eat. They keep you in rest to digest. I mean, in a sympathetic mode, so you don't focus on the fact that I'm not hungry. But now when you're in rest or digest mode for so, I mean, uh, fight or fight response for so long, you know what I'm saying? Now somebody has to tell you to be hungry because you're, the thing about fight or flight response, hmm, this is dope. The thing about fight or flight response is that your body, when one is on, the other is off. When fight or flight response is off, rest and digest is off. Your body does not rest or digest shit. When you're in fight or flight response, this is why you end up breathing into the top of your chest. So you can get oxygen to your body faster, so you can move faster. So that way you're, that's why your blood pressure stays high. Motherfuckers, again, if I change the way I eat, if I remove the stress from my life, it's your nervous system. You have to get out of sympathetic mode in order to reduce your blood pressure. That's why you can't get off the medicines. It's not what you eat. It's the environment they put you in. It's going to keep you in sympathetic mode. You feel me? So when one is on, the other isn't. So when we're eating, we're not even hungry when we're eating. This is now how you can become addicted to the food because now it's like I'm only eating things that can bypass my sympathetic mode. Because otherwise, it'll go to your body and rot because your body is not in rest or digest phase. Now you're in constipation. Now you're just because you're in a fight or flight response. Wow, just think about it logically. Would if you in the middle, you get down, nigga, y'all motherfucker banging out, bing, 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 y'all going at it for a minute. Would you stop and say, I got a shit? No, you don't even register you got a shit. You gotta get the threat out of your face. Now y'all wonder why constipation is so easy. It ain't the milk, it ain't the dairy, it ain't all of that shit. Those are byproducts that make it easy because they already fucked up the nervous system. So now they know what food they can put in that position to fuck shit up. I know your nervous system is fucked up, so you're not digesting, which means you're not going to shit. So if you're not going to shit, I'm going to put some cheese in that motherfucker, and I'm going to make you addicted to cheese. And now you ain't going to shit the shit out. Your body already can't break it down because you're lactose intolerant, so yeah. And the whole time, you're going to think it's your food, and you're not even going to consider that it's your nervous system. You're not even going to think about the fact that your whole side of rest and digest is not even active right now. Now you wonder why when you read in some shit or you learn why you ever wonder why you got to read a paragraph three fucking times. You be in flow too. the shit be good as fuck. And the next thing you know, you don't remember shit you just read. Because your mind may have drifted off or whatever, because you're in fight or flight response. And the thing that you just saw triggered you. 
You ever wonder why you, when you be on social media and shit and motherfuckers, I know because I experienced this shit. Motherfuckers just respond to your shit and you're like, nigga, that's not what the fuck I said. Fight or flight response did not let you digest what the fuck you read. So you're triggered because all you can do is register your buzzwords. And when you register your buzzwords, do I fight or do I flee? Fuck that. This motherfucker got to feel me. I'm not fleeing. This social media. All these motherfuckers is in sympathetic mode. This is why I have a lot of patience with a lot of motherfuckers. I know this is. I know it's going to seem so contradictory, but this is what they mean in the Bible when they say, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. You're really not even smart enough to know that you ain't smart enough. It's crazy. Why? Because only half of your being works. <laughs> Literally, nigga, in America, only half of your being works. You are in sympathetic mode 24 fucking 7. Only half of your being works. How many motherfuckers have never rested and digested a day in their life? You know because you ever been sitting with some... I'm going to show you right now how you know whether or not you've ever been. You ever had an epiphany? And it's like it hit you from some shit that you was going through a long time ago. And then it just suddenly hits you. It's not an epiphany. The information was there. You finally digested it and it finally processed. Imagine that shit if it was really like food, right? Because the epiphanies that we get are some shit that happened to us 10, 15, 16 years ago. And then it hits the aha moment like, oh, that's what that was. You find, It took you 15 years to digest that. That idea. That thought for it to finally make sense. Sometimes we don't really pay attention to the as above, as a below. Like... You feel me? You can be mentally conscious. If you can't physically digest what the fuck you think you can't mentally digest for. Like you ever had that, you ever been talking to somebody and you what you're saying makes sense and they can't get it. They're in fight or flight response. They're not in the space to learn. This is one of the reasons why I do this podcast by myself. And this is one of the reasons why I allow the podcast to flow with no... Because I want it to be digested, right? You, you're you not digesting all of this in a single sitting, but at the same time, the digesting, the longer you stay here, the, the, the more you pull out a rest to digest because, I mean, sympathetic fight or flight, because now you're able to focus on one thing. You're just listening to my one voice telling this, like, yeah, I'm bouncing around through different stories, but I'm sticking on the same topic and you're sticking through to the end. You don't even realize you're able to get it and digest it because you can sit, you if you can make it these two hours, you have the capacity to digest shit. When you are impatient and you can't get through, you can't digest anything. That's why motherfuckers have to have it the way that they have to have it. When I'm trying to teach people about mastering the market and shit like that, I can't teach people in survival mode. I know it's everybody, but I have to invite you in a way that you let defenses down so you can start to digest it. You know, if you can digest the shit when there has to be something that makes sense, it's like, wow, I can go with that. Anything else, you're going to attack it. You're going to attack it because you're in fight or flight response. Motherfuckers be like, yo, why are you so defensive? Why are you this, that, and the third? Nah, nigga, we in fight or flight response. Do you want to fight or do you want to flee? That's the only thing that comes from me. Bars. You feel what I'm saying? People don't get that. And then the more that your environment determines certain shit. When people like, I've had people tell me all the time, you know, I thought you was just a mean person. I thought you was this, that, and the third because I grew up in a survival state. I grew up, the, 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 the shit is here. 
know what I'm saying? It's stuck within me. I can't, I can't shake that. It is what it is. But the point is that I was able to reinvigorate that. Digestion is what we have to switch our bodies back to. I know. Seeing you was talking about posture. I know. And I'm going to tell you how to get back to posture so you can digest and shit. When we are finally able to digest some shit for real, that means that we are not in fight or flight response. So if we're not digesting physical food, you know you're not digesting physical food when they're giving you protein shakes. They keep telling you eat chicken, beef, and all the shit for protein, but your body's not digesting protein. This is why you still have to take protein shakes, and you have to take them in a liquid form so they can digest in your large, your small intestine because protein naturally digests. It digests in the large intestine. You have 36 fucking feet of intestine. The large intestine sits in the last half of that shit. Where the digestion, quote unquote, is supposed to be taking place is in the last nine feet of your intestine. And that's where protein is digested at. But then we know we're not digesting because we're in fight or flight response. So then what the fuck is really happening there? Your body's being broken down. And it's all derived from the nervous system. You feel me? So as I said, the way in which you understand it first, you got to understand anatomy and physiology. You don't have to take the chance. It is what it is. You can keep being oblivious to the shit, but then you're also going to keep bitching and complaining about how life it just is this hard. You'll realize that it's all in your nervous system. And it's all your response to life is the shit that you're storing. You feel what I'm saying? They keep us in survival mode so we can act like animals because animals only respond to stimuli and we're constantly around stimuli that we store. You feel me? We store. If you ever seen an animal get attacked in the wild and, and it gets away, that motherfucker run fast, but that motherfucker shake afterwards. They shake the entire nervous system. They shake that whole situation off. How many situations you've been in, you just, I'm good. You feel what I'm saying? You never shook it off. Right? That was always me. So what I learned to do was channel that and say, you know what? Fuck that. I'm turning this shit into a workout. Right? I am going to now work out and invigorate my body, shift my body back into rest and digest by taking it out of fight or flight response. You control that shit. That's what that's the another point that I was making. You control that. They got you thinking that your nervous system is autom is autonomous. No, you control it. It's only autonomous when you're unconscious. Sit with that for a fucking minute. When you're unconscious, your nervous system is autonomous. And only your vital functions work as breathing. And that's it. Now you know why the breath is so important. Because that is the one automatic function that you can voluntarily control. And when you can control that automatic function, now you can control your whole nervous system. That's where the part, like the moment you master the breath and the balance and controlling the breath, how long you can hold it with, you realize, oh, I can control how to shift my body in and out of sympathetic and parasympathetic mode. You digs? This is why they teach you when you meditate, you want to meditate with a straight spine. But what we do when we meditate and why it's hard to have a straight spine is because we try to make our spine straight rather than in the moment invigorating all of the muscles around of our spine, around our spine equally. Because then you start to realize, damn, I can't even activate some of my muscles. This side of my body doesn't work. Damn, what the fuck happened? And you start to realize that you're not even in the space to be able to meditate yet because your body is not fully engaged. You have to fully invigorate your entire nervous system in order to meditate correctly. Ain't that some shit? 
So when they tell you to breathe into the diaphragm, the reason why is because the diaphragm is now charged. The diaphragm is charged by cranial nerve 10, which is the vagus nerve, which is the longest running nerve. Not the long sciatic is the longest running nerve, but that's the longest traveling nerve because it runs from the brain down to the diaphragm, right? And the sciatic nerve runs from the lumbar down to the foot. But when you are breathing and you're invigorating the diaphragm, you're controlling it because now within the nervous system, you have other aspects that now tie into it. So it's not just the muscles that move. Now, when it invigorates the muscles, now it also like I said, plays with the skin, right? When you have certain rashes that just pop up and shit and you need an ointment for it, that's a nervous system issue. It's not a skin disease. It's not a skin skin condition. Most skin conditions are nervous conditions that manifest on the skin and the connecting pieces of the dermatome. That's why you go to the doctor and you tell, hey, I got this. The doctor knows, oh, this is about a dermatome. You think, oh, something reacted on the outside of my body. Mm -mm. It's your nervous system responding on the inside of your body. And it's telling you, hey, we have a problem at this sector. <laughs> I know that's dramatic, but we have a problem at this sector. When you start to look up dermatones, you'll see what I'm talking about. Right. For example, you ever we're, we're adults here, so I can say this shit. You feel me? You ever had your nipples lick, but you know that the nipple line is on the front. So but you feel the tingle in your actual nipple, but you feel it like up in your spine a little bit more that's not necessarily in line with your nipple it's a lot higher on the back side do you know why you feel it there because that is the t4 dermatome the t4 dermatome goes from the t4 side in the back and it wraps around and comes down towards the front of the nipple because the t4 is a lot higher that's why you feel it in your spine you see what i'm saying because it's nervous you see what i mean because it's all nervous. So when we're looking at how we got to invigorate our body, we can do one, two things. You can learn every muscle, every nerve of the body. You can learn every muscle of the body, every bone of the body, or you can just know that there's 31 nerves and these 31 nerves invigorate all of the muscles that affect the 200 bones in my body, which means that in order for, which means that in order for all 200 of my bones to function equally, they all need to be protected around the, the same contingency of muscle strength. Which means that the muscles need to be balanced within each other, which means that in order for those to be balanced, that means the nerves that invigorate them need to be able to dissipate the same amount of energy between each one correctly. And one isn't out of the other. You ever notice how certain muscles will give out before others? That's a problem. That shouldn't happen. You feel me? You be doing bench press and shit. Your chest gave out a long time ago, but somehow your back's still going. It's like, yo, push it. You got one more. Mm-mm. Now you don't know which muscle is feigning. Like there's some muscles that just ain't pushing no more. I can't do it. But now all the other muscles had to kick in. But again, this trauma is now being stored in the, you know what I'm saying? And they think, oh, you go to, they, and it's mind fuck. They teach you to go to the gym and shit because it helps you release stress. No, it don't. It helps you build it. it. Helps you build more tension in your body. Why do you think you get sore? What do you think the soreness comes from? The soreness is, yes, it's the lactic buildup, but how do you register the lactic buildup in it? Now, when the lactic build, lactic acid builds up in the muscle, your nerve has to tell you, I'm in pain. This hurt me. Right? So the question is, how do you keep from building up lactic acid? You don't do hypertrophy. You do what, now I'm about to break it down. We can start bringing this to an end. You do what's called muscle ringing. 
So this new web, this new thing that I'm doing now is like I work in instead of work out, you know, because I got tired of the shit. Like I, I got like I realized how damaged I was making my body. You know, you take some time off because you got sore. All you're doing is contracting and contracting and contracting and contracting your body more. Over the time, I don't want to hunch back anymore. I don't. I don't want that. Like, I, but I realized what I was leading to. If I'm always doing push-ups. If I'm always doing sit-ups. Eventually, the front of my body is going to core because nobody really knows how to work the lower core of the body. I mean, the back core of the body. In addition to that, the inner core of the body. You have intercostal muscles. That have you ever heard heard of an intercostal muscle workout? You know what an intercostal muscle is. Inter means between. Costal means rib. So the intercostal muscles are the muscles between your ribs. Why don't nobody, we eat ribs like a motherfucker. We love them. Why don't nobody ever, how come nobody's ever had, gave you a rib workout? Yo, you got to work your ribs too. You get your chest workout, but only works a piece of your chest. Now your intercostal muscles, they sit below your pec muscles, your pec minor, pec minor, pec major muscles. So if your pec muscles are being invigorated only at the top, there's nothing happening at the lower level. This is why motherfuckers posture start fucking up. Because they're not working the inner muscles. You have intercostal muscles. You have muscles that align the inner core of your body. The um, quadratus, uh, quadratic laboris muscle, um, the psoas major muscles, um, iliopsoas muscles. There's a lot of muscles that we don't even know that we work at. Like, how many workouts do you do? Now, because you can't figure out certain workouts, certain muscles don't have workouts for them. You know what I'm saying? Ask a motherfucker what a platysma muscle is. They're not going to know. What's your platysma muscle workout? The fuck is the platysma muscle? The platysma muscle is that muscle that when you, um, when you, you know how you like do that smile shit where like kids, when kids do a fucked up smile, when you tell them to smile and then they do that shit where they open their teeth and then they, they, uh, they neck fan out, that fanning out part, that is your platysma muscle. How many people work that muscle? Nobody, because you don't even know that it's a fucking muscle. Sternocleidomastoid muscle, the muscle that runs from the back of your ear down to the top of your chest. How many people work that muscle? Not many, because that is a muscle about lifting, looking left to right. There's so many, right? So what we have to do now is we reverse engineer it. I no longer work the muscle. I work the joint, right? So I know the joints that are there. First, before we even work the joint, let me start with this point. So... The purpose of the spine is to remain in anatomical correctness. We've already said that. But what is anatomical correctness? Your body is divided into three planes, right? Your body is divided into three planes. You have your frontal your plane, where your body is literally cut from front to back. You have your medial plane, where your body is cut down the middle from left to right. And then you have your, what is it, your transverse plane, where your body is cut from top to bottom. The converging point where all three of these planes come together that line that is developed in this converging point is where your spine is supposed to be. That is the anatomical position of the correct position of a spine, right? Which means that in order for me to be balanced left and right, right? That means that my erector spinae muscles, trapezius muscles, all of these muscles on the left, all of the muscles to the left side of my body and to the right side of my body should be able to be equally invigorated by my nervous system, right? This is how you invigorate your nervous system. When you take your hand and you know how you fan all your fingers out and you know that feeling of when you fan all your fingers out, they're fully straight, thumb, pointer, all of them. They're fully straight. You see the veins. You see all of the shit pop out. You do what that movement that you're doing, you do that with every muscle in your body. That's literally how you invigorate all your muscles. Now, 
when you understand that from the left and the right, you have all of those muscles that are supposed to be together, right? From the front to the back, those muscles. So now this is where it gets funny because my upper back should be equally as strong as my upper chest. If I bench 450, that means that I should be able to row 450. Most of us can't row what we bench and don't even realize that. You feel me? Most of us cannot row what we bench and we don't realize that. That's a problem because those things should be. That means that our, our uh, frontal plane is off. We're not in an anatomical position from our frontal plane. That means that even the smallest muscles will be off, right? And then lastly, we have our transverse plane from top to bottom. That means your lower body and upper body, right? That's a little bit tricky because they teach you that your lower body is supposed to be twice as strong as your upper body, whatever the case may be. Me personally, I don't feel like that. I feel from a different perspective. I now say it like this. Your lower body should be able to be invigorated for twice as long as your upper body can. So it's not necessarily stronger as in whatever I whatever I do leg wise, I should be able to do twice that upper body because that fucks with you. Something again that fuck with me because I was on some damn. If I bench two fifteen, then I'm supposed to be squatting four thirty. You feel me? Motherfucker wasn't squatting four thirty at the time when I when I made that. I was like, this is crazy. So it fucks with you because now you don't realize that no, it's just about your nervous system should be able to invigorate your lower limb muscles. Twice as long as it can invigorate the higher limb. Why? Because you're walking. You walk. You're on your legs far more than you're on your upper body. So it makes sense with that. But it's about how well you can do that. And it can do it in equal capacity, right? So now, what muscles sit between the transitionary phase between that, right? That is important. Because now, when I'm leveraging that, now, how do I craft my workout, right? So now... When I understand the planes, the three planes, the transverse plane, the medial plane, and the frontal plane, now that point that keeps them all together in alignment, that is what I need to focus on. Now I need to see how do my joints, I need to utilize my joints and utilize the same com the same reality. So the flexion, extension, and rotation is what the three planes represent. The frontal plane is my, the frontal, the, 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 the part that cuts me from front to back is my um is my is a is flexion and extension the side that cuts me from left to right is flexion and extension the side that cuts me from but the side that cuts me from top to bottom is rotation right rotation and torsion so when i'm moving when i'm working out i need now to work out around my joints so now here's what i do i now take my let's say for example when i started with my my upper body right i start with my face Yes, you could do whole face workouts. I think a lot of people don't realize that. You know how much stress you can release from your... You're going to release a lot of tension from your stress, from your face when you do uh, face workouts. There's muscles in your fucking face. <laughs> Invigorate the shits. Like, we don't use all of our muscles, and that's the problem. We use the muscles that are aesthetically appealing. I'm now learning that if you want your body to be healthy, for real, you got to use all your muscles. So the muscles in your face, how I work them is this. I do a big ass Cheshire cat smile, right? That's how I started off. I do a big ass Cheshire, Cheshire cat smile and I clench my teeth, right? When I clench my teeth, what that does is it activates all the muscles in my face. Then I raise my eyebrows, okay? In raising my eyebrows, it activates the muscles in my forehead and the top of my head, right? Now, because I'm in my head area, now I what I told you to do with, your, with my hands, 
how you invigorate the entire hand. I do that with the whole body. I do that with my neck. And now when I do that with my neck, I hold this position still. I flex every muscle. It's in my face, my head, my ears, my eye, like as much as I can, even my eyes. For my eyes, what I do is like I try to look up to the back of my um back of my head or whatever the case may be. But I work every muscle and I you know when you work every muscle because you get that exhilarating feeling. You ever been sitting down too long and you do that quote unquote good stretch? That good stretch is you invigorating all of your nerves. The reason why we have those stretches or when we have those yawns or we have those movements that's like, ah, and then it make a stretch like that. Think about what you feel when you stretch. You literally invigorate every nerve of your body because that's how your body is supposed to be worked out. The reason why you get those moments every day, every so, because your body says, motherfucker, you're not going to do this on its own, so I got to make you do it. And then what you say, oh my gosh, that was such a good ass stretch. Because it wasn't a stretch, it was an activation of every muscle in your body. If you did this on a regular basis, just imagine when you do this, when that happens in the moment and you just get that quote unquote good stretch. If you did that on a basis, what the fuck do you think your life will be like? You know how relaxed and re evolved you feel? Because in that brief moment, you shift your body to rest to digest state. It goes back to sympathetic, but it shifts back to rest to digest. So what I'm saying is this. When I do this workout, I start off with this part of my neck. So now the joint that I'm using now, this is all head muscles, but it's the joint that I'm be uh, invigorating will be the one that separates my neck from my sternum. Right. So now with all of these muscles, my face, everything engaged, how I said, I just simply look to the left as far as I can. I was doing the movement. That's why I got away from the mic. But I look to the left as far as I can. And then I look to the right as far as I can. And I keep going back and forth with this until my muscles don't do it anymore. The reason why until my muscles say, all right, we saw we're done. We even because it's not about my muscles. It's about my nerves. I always wondered. Niggas be like, I've always said this. I'm like, yo, how can your body? They're like, yo, your mind is stronger than your body. Your body, your mind will give out before your body does. The reason why your mind gives out before your body does, because your mind is what is connected to your nervous system. Your body just says, hey, I'm going to invigorate regardless. Like, I'm going to invigorate. You just got to turn the nerve on. You feel what I'm saying? So now when you get to where you're turning the nerve on, like I said, rotating around this neck joint that separates the chest from the head, going from left to right until my body just can't go anymore. But now keeping it in an anatomical position. Once you flex every muscle in that area around the neck, you'll know exactly where your muscles are supposed to be because you start to you can if you close your eyes, you get a pull about what's invigorated more, or whatever. But for the most part, you start to see. And as you look from left to right, your goal is to make sure you're spinning around that line, that imaginary line I was saying that's connected between the transverse plane, the frontal plane, and the medial planes. Okay? Keep your neck spinning around that and move it until you can't move it anymore. Like until you feel, okay, yeah, I worked out. Right? You will literally feel every muscle and hold the position. Once you start getting to a point where I can't hold all of the muscles in this position, you got to let it go. So if your cheeks start slipping, your eyebrows drop or whatever the case may be, because all of these are supposed to be invigorated. Once that happens, the workout is done because the goal is to make sure every muscle in this area is now charged up because now what you're working is all of the nerves. So now that piece of the workout just from the neck up, it, it works only the cranial nerves, the cranial nerves and the cervical nerves. So the first two clusters of plexuses. OK, the next thing that I do is now I take this. I go from my neck and I go back. I use the downside of that. Right. So now what I do is I invigorate my chest. 
I invigorate my inner chest muscles, my intercostal muscles, ribs and everything like that, my shoulders, my deltoids, my back, my latimus dorsi, my rhomboids, my scapularis muscles. I invigorate all of those muscles at one time, right, around the centerpiece of the spine. And then now I rotate my upper shoulders from left to right. I keep my base, I keep my, my hips, my waist, legs, everything still, everything stationary. My head is still stationary forward. Only thing rotating is my shoulders. That's it. And again, I do this, this to the same capacity that I do. I did my upper body. I just do that until my muscles say I can't do it anymore. Until not my muscle, until my nerves say, okay, we're done. And we can't equally charge each muscle anymore. You see what I'm saying? Reason why I do this is because naturally I'm right dominant, but because I'm right dominant, naturally my left side is weaker than my right side. So because my left side is weaker than my right side, it's going to take a little bit more invigoration. But because of that, my left side is going to give out before my right side. So when my legs, my left side gives out, that's when I'm done with the workout. And it's going to get my left side caught up to my right side first, and then my right side is going to grow. When we taught to work out, we're not taught to that. We're taught to build our body as it is. If one side of your body is weaker than the other side of your body and you build that as it is, you're going to build an off body. See what I'm saying? So again, I do that from with the shoulders from left to right. Okay. Now, when I do, I mean, yeah, with a shoulder twist from left to right, that works the upper half of my torso, which now covers from the cervical, uh, the the cervical nerves and the thoracic nerves. The upper half of the thoracic nerves and the cervical nerves is now what's being worked. Now, the next part that I work, now mind you, I'm gonna go through all seven chakras too. The next part that I work is my shoulders, right around my deltoid joint. So what again? What I do? I have to make sure I'm in all planes. So I again extend my hands out fan them out, but then I extend them on some spirit fingers type shit. But like I extend them in a way in which I make a Y with myself to where my arm is in equal is in all positions. Right. So when I move it at that 45, I move it to a 45 degree angle. Now I extend every muscle, bicep, tricep, forearm muscles and everything. And now I twist around my joint forward and back. I twist this. I keep everything tight. Everything has to be active. You know what I'm saying? Tricep against bicep and things like that. And then my my hand muscles and everything. And I rotate all the way back across the um, shoulder joint and then all the way forward across the shoulder joint. And you'll see if you're doing this with me or if you're trying it, you'll see that you're not only working your arm, but you're working the, the side. You're not working the left, not only working the left side of the shoulder, you're working the right side of the shoulder, which is your pec, the upper half, your pec minor, your um. Your pec minor, your trapezius muscles, your latimus dorsi, your rhomboid muscles, your your serratus anterior muscles. You start to feel all of those muscles work. And then you start to feel where your body is supposed to be. Because as you rotate all the way back, you'll see your chest start to come up. And then you'll see, okay, this is where my chest is supposed to be anatomically. And you rotate all the way forward. You see where your back is supposed to be anatomically. And you do this off both sides. Get what you get. The next point after I do that or before I do that just depends on how I'm feeling. I extend straight up. I extend my hand straight up. Now, these muscles, you might want to look up to actually see how to use them. It's mainly serratus anterior muscle and scapularis muscle with a little bit of trapezius. But again, same situation how you do with the shoulder rotations. But as opposed to having a 45 degree angle, you bring your arm straight up and then you rotate them into where your palms are facing each other. And then now you elevate your hands. You raise your hands only from the chest area. So you're using the upper chest and the upper back area to elevate your hands, right? And you will see what part of the area of the body that works. So again, that is the cervical thoracic area that invigorates the nerves in those areas, right? Then I go down to the second half, right? And then now I invigorate, same situation, tighten up all, well, not tighten up, 
I invigorate. The reason why I'm saying invigorate, because when I say tighten up, you contract it and then you try to get into flex mode. We're not contracting. We're fully expanding our muscles. You see what I'm saying? And you'll see how much you don't use certain muscles when you try to fully expand. You're like, damn, I never fully expanded that muscle until you realize the misalignment, right? So the second half, we do that, that um, expansion again, but this time we twist the lower half of the body from left to right. For my brothers, it's going to seem off. It's going to seem awkward because you feel like you are um, rotating my hips. Hey, <laughs> if you want to feel like you want to feel, you want to call pause, do your thing, but I can put money on it. It's going to invigorate everything in that area. And it works muscles that you really need in that lower area too. So it's going to be hip muscles, you know, gluteus maximus, gluteus minimus, um, your, your, uh, pelvic floor muscles, uh, the front is also going to release the tension in the front of your abs, right? Which is largely a lot of the reason for erectile dysfunction because of, you know what I mean? It's overstimulation, but it starts to release that. And as it starts to release and twist, you start to remove the tension from that area, right? Next aspect, what I do, you got to be on a, well, you still stand up, but from the final side, what I do is now what I did with my hands, I do with my feet while I'm still standing up or whatever the case may be. I expand my feet, ankles, everything. You expand all of the muscles out. What I do is I do like a stair step. Don't bend your legs. Don't bend your knees because everything should be invigorated. But I'm lifting solely from the lower part of my back. It's called the, I want to say it's the ilio, iliopsoas muscle. Or the quadratus laborum is one of those two muscles, either quadratus laborum or the iliopsoas, but they're right beside each other. If you look up those two muscles, you'll see anatomically where they are. When you see where these muscles move, you realize, damn, this is an inner side of my back that I never worked. So I work that muscle. I do, I lift left, left, right, left leg, right leg until, you know, alternating up and down until again, my body, the nerves say, I can't invigorate this, these muscles anymore evenly. Okay. And again, another point is I always make sure I rotate them to the farthest capacity. When they say I can't go anymore because now I'm utilizing every muscle that's involved within this space. Okay. And so the final one is when I just lay flat on the ground in a uh, prone position. I make sure my feet are straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm in an anatomic, anatomic position. And then I rotate. I keep everything locked in. I rotate my feet in and out. But they have to be like straight up and, you know, invigorated the way we did our hands. And I move them from left to right, left to right. And then I expand how I did with my shoulders. I do a right. I do a while with my feet. And then I do the same left to right, left to right. And it invigorates every muscle in my body. Now, after I do that, I go into my trauma release exercises because now that my muscles are invigorated, I release the trauma and it gives me the necessary things. That go. The rest of my day is cool. I am chilling for the rest of that. I am chilling after that workout. But the more your body gets used to knowing that this is how I release shit, now you can do it. Now, dopest part about this, I don't spend any more than... I say I don't spend any more than 15 minutes doing this workout because I control the speed and I control the strength. So I can do it as fast as I want to, but still I have to be, in, I'm using my muscles against each other. So it's like when they're ready to give out, they give out. And now I'm not extending, oh, I'm going to go burn out and I'm going to do 100 pushes on this. I don't have to. I don't have to because my body's equally going to work itself out. And when, it, when the left side of my body has reached its limit, the right side of the body will stop until the left side catches up to that. And then everything realigns. They're not going to teach you how to do this because now when you do this, now you shift your body back into sympathetic mode. I mean, parasympathetic mode. So now you can truly rest and digest. And now you can sit and have the clarity and process shit and be like, oh, I get it. 
I get it. And then it gives you the posture and the clarity and the composure to actually stand firm and shit. You feel me? Posture is deep. Posture is deep. It's not just, you know what I'm saying? A good, this is, so everything that you, that they use that you can buy to support your posture, you have muscles for it. Those back support things that you have to put over your, your shoulders and you pull the strap and it straightens you up. Why do that when you could just invigorate the fucking muscles that do that anyway? Because it's about the nervous system. And if you don't know the nervous system, you're always going to be fucked up because they're going to play with you. They're going to keep playing with you until you get it. You feel what I mean? And it's crazy because a lot of people don't understand how important posture is in regards to knowing that posture is not just keeping your fucking back and your spine straight. Not only that, the upper part of your spine, it is making sure that your nervous system can fully engage your muscles in such a way that it allows your bones to be stabilized and move properly. And don't forget to check out Cafe Clothing. Formerly Just Seen's merch, get all of your intricate designs crafted specifically for the melanated being to develop a positive imagery within self and to have a little bit of fun in the process. From the peace, love, knowledge, and freedom to the dead horses and water designs, all the styles are crafted for the imagery to make you feel as you're supposed to feel. Because as I always say, the best way to fit in is to stand out. And what better way to stand out than with your exclusive styles of Cafe clothing? All right, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. I had to get in my science bag. <laughs> it'd be funny when I go into my science bag because it'd be like, it'd be like, I'm only laughing because y'all don't do this, but like when I talk to certain people about science shit because I'm so removed from it, they'd be like, oh, here come one of these woke motherfuckers. That's what, that's why I'd be throwing that shit out. Like, yo, it's not no Instagram scholarship. Like, I really do this shit, but you feel me? Because I'm so disconnected from the actual academic side, people can't fathom that. I be knowing what I'm talking about. But yeah, this is... It's something that I had to retool because I was like, yo, I'm building myself from the inside out. This time when I build my body, I don't want that shit. I don't want bad posture. I don't want all of the negative shit that happened, like bad back and I got to miss workouts because I overextended this. I damaged this. I damaged that. All of that shit is irrelevant when you actually innervate your nervous system. Once I started doing that shit, my body started growing faster. Like I don't get sore anymore, y'all. I don't get sore because I'm not reducing I'm not reducing weight to... Over and stim, I'm not reducing weight to over um, stimulate my body for hypertrophy. See, that's the thing. Motherfuckers use hypertrophy because it's like I want to look like I got big muscles. I want to be able to use them. Who cares if you got big muscles if you can't use them? And that's the thing. Like I grew up slim, so I had to learn how to fight for real, for real. I couldn't muscle you. I couldn't wrestle you if we was gonna fight. So I had to learn how to use these hands. Bang, 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 bang. You feel me? But when dudes get muscles, it's like it's like the bark. You know what I'm saying? I don't like as somebody who knows that the average person, because of the way the society works, I know you don't know how to use your muscles. You're strong. And if you use your muscles, you can probably use it, but you don't know how to use the muscle. I'm going to bust your ass. You don't even know the mechanics of throwing the punch because you don't know all the muscles that are involved in a punch. And if you don't know all the muscles involved in a punch, you don't know which nerves you need to be invigorating to make this punch the most effective. When Bruce Lee was talking about the six-inch punch, six punch, a lot of people weren't understanding how he was able to do it. They think he just had, he was that strong. And he, like, no, he was invigorating his muscle. He said, okay, when you study Jeet Kundo, which is his book, his fighting style, he says, you don't hit. He said, you don't contract and you don't crash the force until the moment of impact. 
The reason why he was saying that is because in that he said you you have a small window to consolidate all of your inner your nervous energy into that punch. A lot of people think he was just you know what I mean strong and powerful. Like nah, he didn't have to. He utilized the nervous system. That's why it was so much easier. You feel me? That's why it was so much easier. When you utilize your nervous system, now you're invigorating the entire punch. It's not just I'm hitting like I know that I know that. I know that the from the brachial plexus, my medial nerve, my radial nerve, my ulnar nerve is all going to be involved. I know that these three nerves are all going to affect these three muscles. So if these muscles are all being affected when it comes to me throwing a punch, that means I need to know how to invigorate all of these nerves for the muscles that they invigorate. And now when I throw the punch at the point of impact, that's when I'm going to put everything into the nerve at one time, into all the nerves in that area. And not only that, I'm going to take the energy from the other nerves in my body and say, hey, let me hold that real quick. Y'all don't need this because this is all going here. And he said, when you punch, you punch through your opponent. You don't even look, you don't even punch them. You punch behind them. So your goal is to make sure that your nerves can take your muscle and your arm in the punch behind your opponent. What does it take to do that? It takes you understanding. It's like, I know I'm punching through you. And if I can punch through you, whether I punch through you or not, it's going to hurt. But if I'm looking at your face and that your face is where I want to stop at, mm -mm, I'm going through you. You shouldn't be standing here. My nerves are about to send my arm into a space and you're in the way. You see what I'm saying? But that comes from understanding the nervous system. When you're understanding the nervous system, you understand how the muscles are going to work. When you understand how the muscles work and why they work, now you know how to use them. You feel what I'm saying? That's why it's like you be having big motherfuckers that you be thinking they can fight and they can't fight. It's like, yo, this, this is what you use your muscle for? Like the big um dude that was on TikTok that would go around, you feel me, with the big ass veneers and shit that go around eating food and just start dancing and shit. That's all he knows how to do with his body. He's big for nothing. When I started to learn that, I didn't give it like, when you start to learn anatomy and physiology, when you start to learn certain shit and you start to see how people move, when you see their movements, you don't have to worry about being a threat. You don't have to worry about it. I don't worry about big niggas no more. Certain mechanics, certain mechanical structures won't allow me to be feel threatened by you anymore. A lot of people be thinking it's like, yo, you're, you're, you're cocky or whatever. No, it's like I'm so in tune with understanding the anatomy and physiology of myself that I can see the anatomy and physiology of another motherfucker. And I can tell you're not going to throw a good punch at me. I can tell if we got down, if we started shaking, you're not going to do nothing with me. Because I can tell by how you present your anatomy and physiology. I can tell just by the natural presentation which muscles are invigorated and which ain't. And when I know that, I know where to attack you at. The fuck? Like, you feel me? Like, I'm not, like, this shit is simple when you actually know this shit. But until you actually take the time to know it, it's really going to fuck you up. And I don't want it to come off as, I don't want it to come off as, we're in a space where we, I don't want it to come up where we're coming up, where, where we're in a space where it has to be violent and shit, but you got to, like, you're in war and you don't know how your body works. Like, the nutrition don't mean shit if you don't know your nervous system. You see what I'm saying? Like, to be a nutritionist is one thing, but what is it to be? Like, you have this reason, you know, why there's certain levels and certain gatekeepers that have to keep, like, we can't let certain people in to certain environments. We can't. Because the moment y'all niggas know about nerves, 
When you know about nerves, and it brings it all full circle back. When I was a kid, and motherfuckers used to tell me, yo, you was getting on my nerves. When I was doing my trauma release exercises, and after doing my um the workouts and shit, it's like, yo, I remember those moments. I remember the moment the motherfucker got on my nerves, and I remember where I stored it. And I, it's, I used to think, like, how do you just go back to a memory? How do you recall a memory? Where do memories come from? They come from your fucking nervous system. That's why sense is the greatest sense tied to memory. I mean, smell is the greatest sense tied to memory. It's like, why did I smell something in it? Because when you smelled it, it triggered your fucking nervous system. That shit was stored somewhere. And the reason why smell is the greatest sense tied to memory, because the first thing we do before any memory is initiated, we smell the environment. Whether we know we're smelling the environment or not, because we're breathing. The, fuck, the fact that you're breathing in and out initiates the whole reality. That's why the breath is so important. The breath starts the reality of your nervous system. The very first nerve, cranial nerve one, CN1 is the olfactory nerve. Olfactory nerve is your sense of smell. The this whole shit starts with the breath. Starts and ends with the breath, which means the balance, which means the breathing and shit, and it leads into the posture. Your nervous system starts with the breathing. You see what I'm saying? So now... What I smell is now going to be tied to a certain form of memory. Now, that memory now runs through my body and it's stored somewhere. We are so disconnected from our bodies, we don't even realize why we salivate. That is a nervous response to a stored example of something. And hitting it raw, I talked about how when women want... You know, when women are on their cycle, they're craving chocolate. You feel me? Specifically Hershey's maybe, but they're craving chocolate. When you look at the chocolate bars, it has iron and calcium in it. Iron is the thing that they lose the most when the blood losses. And then cramping is what calcium is what's lost when they cramp because the cramps are caused because calcium causes the muscle to contract. <gasps> Your nervous system triggers and it makes this storing of, hey, I need this food because this is going to give me this to make this reality of my nervous system do what it's supposed to do your nervous system is that intelligent but it teaches that where that's not who we are we think that it's just like yo that's what they taught you that's what they teach you as your higher self that's what they teach you god has to have control over that's what they teach you all these things no that's you motherfucker if i control your nervous system i control you now all i have to do is make your posture bad all i have to do is make your posture bad and keep you in sympathetic mode and i got you you can't beat me. I know how to win. You cause you're not processing shit. You can't digest anything. Everything is rested, everything is fight or flight response. It's crazy because I know your posture bad. So again, when I flip it on the other side and I look at somebody's posture, ain't no threat to me. I have not seen a motherfucker who's threatening to me because they posture ain't good. If your posture ain't good, I know you can't invigorate all your muscles. And I know if you can't invigorate all your muscles, you can't use them correctly. You are not a threat to me anymore. You see what I'm saying? That's why motherfuckers got now. This is not to say that I'm flawless or no shit like that, but now nah, I know how I learned how to use my body to the point of the whole episode and what I was talking about. Like I had to get to a point where I had to build from the inside out. And this is the final piece of building inside out. And I felt like having an episode about it because posture is important because as I'm building my nervous system and shit now, I'm rebuilding. I'm not building my muscles anymore. I'm not building my bones. I'm rebuilding my nervous system and the rest of the other shit is working itself out. Low key, and I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna hold you. Like low key, I'm probably not gonna grow it back, but my hair grown back. 
Now I'm learning that my hair loss, the alopecia that I had, you feel what I'm saying? It granted, it did, it didn't help that I was fucking a lot and releasing all of the shit that I, but it's also tied to the nervous side too. Yep. Cause now, cause as I'm observing, as I'm starting to release certain shit and I'm seeing where the, the, the weak spots are coming back, I'm like, oh, I had been mean mugging this whole time. So my my forehead muscles now, because I keep my eyebrows down, it now pulls my forehead forward where these muscles assert and attach from, which now does what? It pulls down onto my scalp, which pulls down onto the skin where the hair grows in, which now kills the follicle because there's no room for it to move up. It's crazy, but it's all nervous. It's all nervous. And now when we tie into, if you study Dr. Africa, when you study like the holistic side, it's like, this is why you can see certain shit on your fucking face. When certain shit happens to certain parts of your body, why does it show up in your face? I always wonder like, yo, I, I knew it was because of the skin, because it's like, all right, well, this is a representation of the skin or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, well, how do you know that this is your, because it's nervous. It's off of the nervous system. So when this is affected on this particular part of your body, I'm going to show this up in your nerve and make the nervous system show this in another place for you to see what I'm talking about. For example, I know this because I used to smoke. Like when your lungs are bad, your cheeks are dark. You feel me? My cheeks lighten up now because I don't smoke as much, right? I don't smoke tobacco no more. So, <laughs> so you feel me? When you when the when the nervous system that is connected to that now says, "Hey, this is where you are. I want you to see this," but you can't see it if I am not in the space where my nervous system can show it, and I'm aware of what's happening. So now, when these things show up on my face because of my nervous system, now I think it's a skin issue. So now I'm gonna go put some derma blend and all this other shit on it to erase <laughs> i'm gonna go put all of this extra shit i'm gonna go buy some shit to put on to shut my body up we don't know that's what we're doing low-key we're telling our bodies to shut up my body is screaming hey bro this is the problem all right i'm gonna cover it up fuck it you feel me because it's nervous the beauty industry works because it's based off the nervous system a woman's beauty is tied to her nervous system some way, shape, or form. You feel what I'm saying? Because it manifests itself, especially when you design beauty off of the face. Off the face. Bruh, if she ain't in that space, it's going to internalize. And now, I'm my face doesn't look like this. I store traumas here. Just be, Literally, just by looking in the mirror, I just seen this post. I'm going to go ahead and say this and wrap it up. The mirror is being a portal. Looking in the mirror and uttering words to yourself. I don't like this about myself. You're, you're literally looking at where you're going to store your trauma at when you're looking in the mirror talking about certain shit. The sad part about it is most of the shit that we point out in the mirror that we store that is traumatic to us, that we store within our nervous system is all off the front of our body. Nothing is off the back. You feel me? Because it's all nervous. These are nervous issues that cause our bodies to do this. When you learn how to stimulate your nervous system and to a point where you release the tension and you now control how the tension is affected on your nerves, now you can, can change it. You shift your body back to parasympathetic mode when you want to. Now you can control the afferent and efferent movements that come from the skin that let you know about your subtle environment. All of these things are important. It's not until you actually get that nervous system right that you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And our kids, 
It's simple. Watch how your kids, your kids, they nervous systems be on point all day long. You ever seen a kid just, 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 they standing up. I, I'm jealous of it because I can't do the shit without my, my, my heels raising up. But a kid can motherfucking stand flat footed and squat down and never bend. You feel what I'm saying? Because they're still flexible. They're still, and it's not that they're flexible. It's that their muscles are not hardened from being overstimulated. And they still do their stretches. They still do everything necessary as a kid. Make sure they don't lose that. Make sure they work around their joints and not work to build their muscles. Keep their joints strong. Everything else will work itself out. Because once the joints are strong, then the posture starts to develop. Then the nerves start to be everything straight. But make sure our babies are able to do that. Because if they're not, they're going to turn into us. When we get older, then you feel me? Bad posture, fucking shit. Like motherfuckers sneezing, they back go out. What does that mean? I seen a motherfucker in their 40s. They sneezed and their back went out. They had to go to the hospital for it. It's crazy. That means that your nervous system was not even in, in, even invigorated in your back enough for when you sneeze, your back couldn't even, in that brief moment, it couldn't charge itself up enough to brace itself for the pressure that came from you sneezing. Wow. Wow. That shows how powerful your nervous system really is and how, how powerful and how oblivious they need you to be in order for them to keep being profitable on your nervous system. So go ahead and there. Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables and... See y'all all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.